It's a sexy side of size. Uh, Look at my juicy thighs. Say what, say what. It's a sexy side of size. Uh, Comment side and side. It's a sexy side of size. What? My pussy will make you smile. Uh, it's a sexy side of size. Put my face between. Her thighs. This nigga. Yeah, so. Why? <laughs> oh, y'all didn't realize you were talking. I'm drinking my vocal cords over last. Y'all didn't realize it's an R&B show. That's what it is. Y'all didn't realize. R&B keeps in the Well, building. music is an integral part of sex, you know. It can be. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Kai, my love. Hyphy, holistic healer. What's up with it, y'all? Hey. We back. We back. We back. I miss you, little baby. We had like a little litty episode last time. Okay. Porn stars good. in the building. Okay. Shout okay. out to uh, Justin and Jasmine and King Noir. Yo, y'all know he got a mode. I am definitely getting his dick is open. If you put his dick next to his dick, dicks are not good dicks. But if you put his dick next to a Sprite can, it's the same. It's So it's a wit dick. It's the same width, and it has like, and it's, it's it's like two of them stacked on yeah, top of each other. Yeah, two hands together. And so it's, it's it's thick and long. It's oh got girl, my god! It's all of that. It's all of that. See, those are the things that scare me. Those are the things I look at and be like, "Do you want to put that inside of me?" But I'm confident in myself. I'm good. You got it. I got to show you. No, no, no. I've only had one bad experience with a big dick. Kim said I can make a sprite can in my mouth. No, no, no. Oh, I don't mind the limpy, but I had this guy. I had this guy. I really like this dick, so. and it was like so big and so pretty. But when he, okay, like you know I mean? he, like when I yeah. would squeeze, he it would hurt him. So he literally wanted me to lay there and do nothing, and so it was like painful to even like how, how, how do you do that? <laughs> I don't even know how to do that. That's the mode of his dick. That's all I'm going to say. 
Got you. Okay. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah, interesting. Because cool. okay, I, I, you can infer. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just yeah. asked to write for some yeah. nuptials, and I just figured yeah. out the format. I'm gonna get some certification. Yesterday. Oh, there's. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm gonna do that, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some writing, and I'm. Uh, I Look love lovers. You, you're gonna so be a vow writer. I don't. I didn't say that. He just. I can't. There's nothing I can't write. I'm with y'all. There's now. a lot that I haven't written. I, I'm with you. There's that. nothing. If you I tell can. me what you want. If I, I get the form, if I, I have the formula, the words. format, then, then I'm gonna write it. Right. Yeah, that's so true. I will write anything. Yeah. And if you'll pay me for me, Absolutely. pay me for it. That's the thing. It's, that's it's real. The check. It's a lot like, me. like, I've, I was telling, I was telling some young people um, that um, it's a, writing is a lot like being a stripper, right? Such that if you, if all you have is your body. But your body is um, in line with certain um, beauty standards, then you have an infinite supply of Mind revenue sources. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Same thing as a writer. Until you suffer a catastrophic brain injury, yeah, there's always a way to make some money. Even if you can't use your hands, and Even it's awesome. if you can't use your it's hands, that's so true. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, <clears throat> well, we getting into it already. Yeah. So this is the sexy side of size. We back, y'all. Um, we talk about all things deliciously sensual, sexual, self-acceptance, sexual liberation, and of course, my favorite, size. Ah! Venus, you got your, uh, what? Oh, yes, of course. Let the hey. people know. Y'all, this show is for those who are 18 and older. The same for y'all who are 17 and under. I want you to understand that if you're going to stay anyway, get some game. <laughs> get some game. Listen up. Don't neglect the knowledge that you're receiving ladies i say it to you every week i say it to you every time don't let these boys put their fingers or girls or non-binary or gender conforming or transgender folks put you feel me dirty their dirty ass hands inside of your sacred womb okay you know it's so funny that you do that because i was (laughs) definitely getting fingered in class all through high school and middle school in middle school by some dirty hands you feel me? I don't so, even. I don't. I always look at fingernails too. I'm like, and, and look, all of that, like they fingernails. I'm, like, I'm looking at your fingernails, and if your fingernails, I told nasty, you this Mexican boy that my Maduro used to finger me during Mr. Shepard's history class. I pride myself on fingering, like that's. It's a talent. It's step one it's a, of. It's like because I like to, if I'm with a lady, she's gonna get at least three. Third base, three fingers. No, I'm mean, oh, three, three orgasms. Oh, three orgasms. Okay. Like what that. if she can't have three orgasms? Or she's just not an orgasmer. I've never met a non-orgasmer. Um, there are lots of them out there. Trust I'm that sure don't have orgasms. Period. That don't have orgasms. Period. Do so, they? Do they? They don't know how to have orgasms. They. A lot of women just have never had an orgasm. That's very. So common. I found out. I know more common than not. That's something really? why I started this because my mother said oh, she yeah. had never had an orgasm, but I don't know that it's. That you can't like they're incapable of having. Some women are incapable. Some women have just never gotten to that point where they've been either clitorally or vaginally vaginally stimulated enough to actually have that physical reaction occur because it's a physical reaction. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I I can imagine people who have not had it. It's hard for me to believe that somebody has the inability. Now, some people do have the inability to come. Some men have the inability to come. Yeah, it's a name for it. I can't remember the name for it. He said, "I'm not one of them." Very early on, that was nice. Let me do it again. Now, what are you saying? Three orgasms. So, so yeah. So I three and you'd be mad with me. Well, I'm. It's see the thing is, 
Um, I don't know. Usually, if I'm if I'm with a woman in terms of how my um, confidence and self esteem is set up, I'm very grateful for some pussy, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, with that is a level of excitement and arousal because I'm mm-hmm. picky. So all of my partners have been, ah, oh, damn, you giving me some pussy? Got you. Right? So with that level of excitement and uh, arousal, um, it's quite possible that you might have to wait until round two for a constant and sustained penetration. Because round one, oh, shit. It's, so a, it's a reaction. Because I have, <laughs> okay, so plenty of girlfriends and I have had this conversation about when you fake it and when you don't, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. And right. there are times when women fake it just to have the act be done with. Right. Because yeah. it's either been too long right. or dude just don't know what he's doing. Right. Or, I mean, there are multiple reasons why. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, so do you feel like that's never been the case? Like you say three For times, myself? but maybe... Uh, I suspect... Maybe one good time and the I rest I suspect were fake, in or, a relationship, at some point, my ex may have faked it to get me over with and get the ordeal over with. It's very possible. But it has not been my experience that women have not had, uh, like, leg-shaking, the body-quaking-type orgasms. Leg-shaking, body-quaking. You think you can't fake that? I'm sure you can. Oh, trust me, you can. Oh, yeah, you can. But if that's the case, why do you keep coming back? Granted, because the rest of it is good. Maybe granted, the rest of it is just I'm a good. great guy. I know. Maybe the rest of it is right? just good. I, I think what's hard, though, is that men register good sex based on orgasm, right? Right. right. And, and that's, I, not our, even, that's not our thing. Yeah, I even have some women that are like, well, he didn't make me come, so then it's bad. And I'm like, really? Because no. it's very easy for me not to come. Okay. Now, depending on the situation, I can squirt endless amounts, right? right. But usually I, I come one time. Right. And it takes a lot to make me come. So a lot of guys don't have the patience. Mm. Like like what it would take to make me come is going to make him come. Right. And he doesn't want to come yet. So then okay. he switches up the stroke or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, Which then yeah, starts my it. process all over. I get it. Right? Yeah. Especially because I like yeah. to come while I'm getting fucked and using my toy. So okay. to, to, for him to actually make me come, right. he got to be a beast to not to hold, right. to hold his Absolutely. own, right? Yeah. Maybe taking breaks. That's lit, but it, it's seeing out here kind of that could. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm, we'll, we'll talk. Uh, well, so here's the other I'm thing for myself. For, <laughs> for myself personally, I am number one. I'm a late bloomer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also, what I learned on the way to blooming is about the fact that a lot of women don't orgasm. Uh, that um, a lot of men are uh, selfish in the mm-hmm. bedroom and don't don't give women the space to. so you pay attention right I pay very close attention I'm also a supreme communicator so rather than ask did you come from a place of you know like hyper masculine did I do my job was I doing what I was supposed to Mm -hmm. do I'm asking was this pleasurable for you what can I change let me know how to make you come better Mm -hmm. and the response that I've always gotten is that I was doing the damn thing Unless there was some like erectile malfunction in the moment, mm-hmm. which is evident for me, if 
I, there's no reason to fake it with me because I'm going to ask later on. I'm going to figure out how to get you're, you there. So you're saying that you're not the guy that she has to, like, it's not doing anything. Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, you don't have to stroke my ego to, like, fake the orgasm to make me feel like I did something and mm-hmm. you had a, you know, marginal pleasure with the ordeal. I want to know, did this, like, are you going to sleep after this? Um, you know, can you pay my rent? You know, one good month. Did I put it down that well? I need to know because if not, then you know, uh, being a dope guy is is all right, but it only goes so long. And is mm-hmm. going to sleep afterwards like one of your barometers of? Um, sometimes it's uh, that kind of release of energy would make a woman. Tired. It depends on the woman. Because uh, I don't. I, yeah, that's, it's highly dependent on the woman. Sometimes know, an orgasm will be. I mean, you know, it's an endorphin release, so it might energize you. Right. It does. Right. Absolutely. So. So I mean, I guess like my my point being that there are multiple responses. As, as, as many women as there are in the world, there are that many responses to right. what, what you do after the moment of right. orgasm. Yeah. Or even I, what orgasm or, looks like. Or, or, or even you, how you I have taken my eyes Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. And I know a lot of differences between, like I've had partners who have squirted and not orgasmed. Because like certain techniques might be Hyper stimulating and others might like if you're fingering me, I'm gonna squirt and I'm gonna right. squirt and I'm squirting. That's that's been my I'm experience a lot of times. You fingering right. me though. Yeah. And it I didn't realize until that yeah, that until my last partner that that was a thing where it a lot of waterworks, but like it ain't that that yeah you know I mean, which is it was dope. I, I needed a new mattress pad, but that was great, but like damn, I put in a lot of work. And I didn't get an orgasm out of that. But see, but mm-hmm. but see yeah. that that's the thing. Like uh, in, in terms of it being like that coming being the gauge for men mm-hmm. in terms of goodness, because squirting has its own sensation. Right. And it feels like I love the way it feels to squirt. Right. I love the way it feels to come. Right. And when I'm really really good, I can do both of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that like it's bad because I didn't come. I can make my own self come. So to that point, I've you know I've had partners who uh, there's levels of the orgasm um sometimes she'll just need some dick not necessarily be aroused mm-hmm. so you need some um some additives mm-hmm. you know what i mean to go with the situation uh where she's like the normal to, to the, the typical response to a woman being aroused is that it's wet and this time to go but there's like i need some dick but it's not I'm just stressed out. I'm not horny mm-hmm. type shit. And there's ways to work through that. And then like if if she likes me a lot and it was a moderate orgasm, I did my job in a lot of respects. Because she like she likes you so because she likes me. Yeah, because she came. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the best orgasm in the world. But, but she likes you enough that it she likes me matter. enough that that's satisfactory. But maybe it was the best orgasm in the world for her. It right. could have been. That's possible. Again. I've, I have multiple times hit the bottom. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know it because she said I love you in the moment. That don't... Nah. And we just fucking... Yeah. Because you're saying that women... So you're saying that women women can uh, um, like confuse that good feeling of yeah. sex with... Yeah. Love, love, yeah. but also like, what kind of woman is she? Like, you're not gonna get somebody like me that fucks the way I do. Mm-hmm. That's confusing. It does right. she not really have sex like that? Like, you know, a lot of women right. put in, any intimacy in the box of like, um, mm-hmm. 
marriage love, right, and yeah, love. Yep, and, yep. You know what I mean? So it, I think that's your point, right? That it yep. might not even take much for her to do that. Not taking away from your skills. I'm just, I'm not even here to help. I would just hope that the brothers who are listening yeah. understand that a woman feeling comfortable in your presence and you paying attention to what is pleasurable for her will yield good results. That's it. I'm not a wizard or nothing like that. Just pay attention. Ask questions. Get a genuine response. Put your ego aside. And you'll know. For me, you'll know. Yeah. If I feel if I'm feeling good, you'll you'll know. Right. I think more women need to masturbate in order to figure out what works for them. I agree. And find yeah. more ways to masturbate. And find yeah. more ways. Right. Yeah. It's not just your two yeah. fingers or whatever. Like. Yeah. Figure out what toys work for you. Like, I agree. Figure out. Um. There are so many things that you can figure out. Like. By pleasuring yourself, so that well, by the time you get to be with a dude, you could tell a dude or or whomever your partner is, whether it be girl, guy, along the spectrum of of gender, mm-hmm. what it is that tickles your fancy. You know, I think right? you know yeah. with with what you're saying too, Lisa. It's like um, also understanding that like like my my relationship that I had with my coochie. So I've been masturbating since I was six or seven, right? My relationship that I had with my coochie when I was 25 is nothing like what I have today at 44, right? It should be. It should be. But I'm saying like it's yeah. it's deep in that. But I think what people do is they say like I know myself and that's it. But the knowing of yourself, the exploration doesn't stop. Like right. it still deepens. Yeah. And changes. And, and there's, there's a, an evolution that happens. Hopefully, yes. hopefully. Yes. There's an evolution that happens, and and that I think all too often we as women revert back to the fantasy and the myth of of the relationship between sex intimacy and love love, and and are so caught up in that that we don't allow ourselves to be engaged and understand the just the physicality of what it means to be pleasured by yourself or another person i agree and that we live so much in our heads right because a lot of a lot of of i think um the sexual act for women is is cerebral as well as, you know, physical, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that we spend a lot of time in our heads during the act, thinking about and, and guys do the same thing, like am, you know, right? Am 100%. I going too fast? Am I going too slow? Is, yeah. You know, am I too fat? Am I? Like, let me look whatever. in the mirror over here and see what's oh, going yeah. on, right? Am so, I deep enough? Right, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I've actually fucked up orgasms yet in my head. Like I've had yeah. to yeah. take myself. Yep. Because it's not that it's not feeling good. It's not but different for men at all. Yep. What, that you can fuck up your own orgasm? Absolutely. Damn. And, and we it. talk ourselves into so many things, right? We talk ourselves into, you know, that this, that to even know whether or not sex was good for you requires that you understand what good sex looks like for you, right? What and that requires having, yep. having had some moments of self-pleasure, Right. Uh, Riddle me this. What's a position you love and one you want to try? Wow. Unfortunately, I, I, my answer is that I think I've tried almost all of them. So, I don't know. Like, What's something that you love? Uh, one that I love. I like, I really, really like, like, morning sex from behind. Like, when you first wake up, morning sex from behind. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. First thing in the morning, yeah. top three. Like yeah. roll over, right like, there. Yeah. Roll over. Yeah. Hey, hey. If hey. I if I've had enough REM sleep, that means I have 
what's called morning boner. Right, and then you wake and up and you not be like, a stronger, hey, hi. It's not a stronger erection than first thing in the morning. Not necessarily aroused because some horny shit is popping off. I've just or that moment when you're still having sex. Right? Yeah, yeah, when you, yeah. First thing because you morning. wake up next to somebody that's right. pretty dope. Listen, there's yeah. nothing in the From world behind. better. Yeah. Yes, yeah. when you feel that, that hard dick on your ass, spooning, and the next thing you know, knocking on the door. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And then they start taking your titty, and you're like, oh yes, please. That's, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a favorite. So I don't know. She raised that leg. Oh, it's lit? Oh, okay. I, don't, I thought you were asleep. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. That yeah. That, that's and then, subtle And then that's the one where you do yeah. roll over and go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. If it's early enough and you don't have shit to do or whatever. Absolutely. You know, you're not going to pop right up. Yeah, nah. Let right after that. Which one you love? All that. Uh, that I love? Uh, Froggy Style. She's on her tippy toes. Why does Froggy dick. Style come up so much on this that podcast? Shit is lit. I, I'm, I, there's nothing. I don't know. Yeah, nah. It's, it's just I, from the back. It's great, right? I'm in control. Um, it's really great. Only problem with 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 Doggy Style is if she throw it back, game over. Right. That's it. I like uh, guys in control, and I love when they tell me stop. Stay, and they put me in a position. Yeah. And they be like, stay, stay right, right there. Don't move. And I be like, okay. That, that, usually, that usually means it's good for me and good for you. Like, I'm, this is where like you right like there. it. When your body's in tune, mm-hmm. you're going to like this. And this is my best leverage point. One of these socks is sliding, but I got the right grip. Everything. <laughs> and and, you're, and you're trying to make me come, and Absolutely. I don't want to come in. Yeah, exactly. It's always great to make a woman come when you don't want to. No, no, no! I'm saying when he puts, when he makes me stop, when he's right. like, sit there, because he's like, Mm-mm, I ain't trying to come, and all that motion you got with all that ass you mm-hmm. got, you about to make me come. Sit right there. Yeah, that's not. I think yeah, too that mm-hmm. some of that stuff also comes with the knowing of the person, right? I don't. Those are the, not like first time sex. I'm really not experiencing that, mm-hmm. right? But nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine time sex, then we we have a rhythm. We kind of know each other. We know what I know what you like. You know what I like. Absolutely. I think it's easier to get to that that mutual moment of right there mm-hmm. when when you have that mm-hmm. kind of. That's what. And I'm not even saying that that's like you know boyfriend girlfriend husband wife, but just, just someone that you had yeah. sex with multiple chemistry. times, yeah. right? That you have Absolutely. a sexual relationship with. One hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they said yesterday. Um, what is their what's their company called, Venus? What the itty bitty titty company? No, King Noir and uh Justin and Jasmine. Um Royal Fetish. Royal Fetish oh. Films. Uh shout out to Royal Fetish Films. But they said uh that they're that they liked fucking on people. So maybe yeah, that maybe that's like a, since you don't have one that you wanna try. But like actually physical like something like yeah. Yeah, like, like you you're people laying as down furniture and somebody is fucking on top of you. Or getting her pussy ate on top of you. Oh, that's or, different. Or making somebody like they told uh, Venus to have the man be an altar now to I, watch her masturbate. I, I'm a bit of an exhibitionist. I think I've I've had those moments where like I, had sex in public and that really like it turns you on, yeah. right? Exactly. And that's kind of the same thing, right? Well, they're, no, they're like literally on people. Like the people are. But I said that's kind of the same thing. There's another person there to witness the act. I would definitely lay up under two lesbians. You would. Why yeah. two? Well, not not two. Or, I, it doesn't matter how they identify. If it's two women, I'm I'm with that. But not like, like a guy and a girl, or not no, even like a guy no, and a girl. No, but I don't like it'll other have to be two women. Room. That's interesting. Okay. He said I don't like other penises in the room. 
I cannot. It's coming apart. I don't. It is. And it's better to know than not to know. I put enough spit on it. I can't. Um, Okay, so so our topic for this week. um, Tell us. So since we have two writers in the room, I guess we're three writers technically because I'm a writer. Um, And I ain't shit, y'all. Do you write? I ain't shit. I ain't shit. Fuck you, Kyrie. You know what? <laughs> you know what? But, you, but you're a the, the thing is, I don't know if you identify. Not that you have, haven't written anything. I don't mm-hmm. know if you identify yourself as a writer. I do. I have published things. Oh, you know, <laughs> shit. Whoa. I ain't published yet. My bad. I mean, I, I'm, so, not, I'm not going to say way. I got a published book, but I can say so I have published writers, articles like a motherfucker. That's, out that's writing. You're a writer. Okay, then. Really? We got four writers shit. in the room. All right. Four writers in play with me. the room. My my bad. There are four writers <laughs> in the room. Mariana. It's kind of dismissive a little bit. It was what mine? Yeah, just a little bit. I didn't know she was. She identified herself as a writer. It's if on we, her. Listen, it's if we were actors, her. I get it. If we were actors, I would be like, "There's mm-hmm. actors. She's an actress. True. I know that. True. Okay. <laughs> you gotta own it though. That's on you. You gotta own it. No, no, but the other thing is, like, no, I'm, I'm sure Venus has written poems, right? I'm not gonna talk. I'm sure Venus has written some she poems. Knows I'm writing my one woman show right now. I'm sure I Venus has written some shit. poems. I don't up. identify her as a poet because uh-huh. I've never heard her right. identify as a poet. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's definitely. But it don't matter. It don't matter because Kyrie she is always wrong with yeah. Venus. Sorry, Venus. Let me suck on your penis. Can I suck it? Big clip. I'm like, <laughs> Big clip energy is great. I like. I'm that. like, do I need my sock puppet to mediate this conversation? <laughs> 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 right there. All right. So the. <laughs> Relationship five. between words. Oh, five writers. Sorry, <laughs> Mr. Puppet is here. The secret relationship between words and sex, right? And so, uh, so thinking about that, uh, this is the quote of the week. Mm. And I'm read this, and then y'all tell me what you think about it. So it says, "Write me a long letter full of that and other things about yourself, darling." You know, you know now how to give me a cock stand. Tell me the smallest things about yourself, so long as they are obscene and secret and filthy. Write nothing else. Let every sentence be full of dirty, immodest words and sounds. Oh damn! Do I need to read it again? No. All right. Nah, I'm all right. What y'all think about that? Uh, that. That that's uh, it. First of all, it's different, and I mean that in a good way. Uh, I have a penchant, <coughs> you a penchant for rhyming, but can I read it? That aside, I, I, that I was um, that was quite expressive. I'm a, uh, I'm gonna try to say some shit like that the next time I um, am semi courting for some pussy. Um, Semi-courting. Well, Semi-courting. Yeah, it's, there's a medium between trying to make her my girl and trying to smash. Uh, yeah, that that was... I, 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 sounds like affirmation. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's worth noting that a- affirmation does it for me. That's, what do you think? Um... I think what what immediately comes to mind when when you read that and then when I read it myself because I tend to process things differently when I you know the hearing and reading on the page it it 
it makes me think of the relationship between love and the expression of love through words mm-hmm. and and the lost art of the love letter because it's a lost art it is and the self-knowing right because you can't write something like that unless you go deep into yourself Mm -hmm. and and have some as we were just talking about right like self-knowledge right you Mm -hmm. gotta know like what i like and what i don't like and and where Mm -hmm. what jazzes me and what doesn't jazz me so i can't write anything like that i can't expose myself to you i can't be that obscene with you Mm -hmm. until i have done some level of self-exploration and and figured out what I'm willing to share. Lends yourself to vulnerability too. Yeah, you got you, you got to be vulnerable, Absolutely. right? You got to be. And and I always feel like it starts out like write me something. It says like write me a letter, right? Uh-huh. Write me a letter. And and I there's a in in the book that I'm writing. There's a whole thing about this, right? What does it mean to put words on a page as opposed to saying them? Right. Because there is such a permanence. To words on a page, absolutely right. Once I put it in writing on a page, I can't take it back. There's, it there's no there. way to retract that. It yeah. lives there yeah. forever, right? And and what is the the thing that that lets us release the thing to put it on the page and know that when I send it, it's gone, mm-hmm. and I'm never gonna get that back unless you hold it forever. You die and. Like, I can become famous. Yeah, it becomes a part of my, like... Once the text is sent. Right, you know? <laughs> like Or, like, um, I saw yeah. Hamilton the other night, and, and there's a scene where um, Hamilton's <coughs> wife, Eliza, burns all his love letters because she's like, no one's ever gonna know what a great relationship we had because you fucked up this one time. Mm. So that oh, permanence wow. becomes impermanent, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that answered your question, but... I think I like it because... So, you know, it's interesting. So I'm, I'm like, I'm like very vocal. Um, I'm going to expose some Kairishi right now, but like, I'm very vocal and I share a lot. Right. And especially because I share nasty things, people always assume that I'm like an open book, which I'm pretty open, but it's a trick because what I know is that people are lazy and that most people aren't actually going to do the digging. Most people aren't going to be like, oh, what's that over there? What's underneath that? Let me see. Most people aren't going to get into the cracks and the crevices of who I am. So I can show you, and it's my trick, I show you what I want you to see. And I show a lot of what I want you to see. So you think I'm showing you everything. The people who are talented, who are authentically interested, who look under the bed, in the closet, you know what I mean? Who who peer, peer back the curtains. Those people are the ones that have the ability to steal my heart. Those ones are the ones that get completely inside me because they're like, I want to know you authentically. I want to know all your ugly, dirty, Mm -hmm. interesting, weird. Strategic vulnerability. But most people, so I love it, right? Like when it's for somebody to actually do that, I love it, but I don't live in vulnerability. And I know that most people aren't worthy of it. Most people aren't interesting enough. Most people, they don't even care. So then I play a game with the world. That, what that what he wrote that makes me think of the person who does who actually wants to get in there. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And I guess for me, <laughs> I, I, a dragon. That I guess is one of the hardest things for me to do is be vulnerable and allow myself to be vulnerable. It takes a long time for me to get there. It takes a long time for me to like 
put myself out there in that way. And I think what you just said resonates with me because I'm kind of that way. Like I tell people all the time that I, I have like social anxiety disorder and I don't really like people. Same. Uh, and, and they're like, but you're always, you're, you're always mm-hmm. in the front. You're always like, <laughs> no one, no one would ever think this of you because you lead with, Hey, how yeah. you doing? But if I lead with, Hey, how you doing? That allows me to control the narrative. That's exactly and, what happens. And I and I want to control the narrative. Yeah, control the right? Yeah. And I and I want to be the one to be able to like to shift when I need to shift mm-hmm. and step back in a way when I need to step back in a way. And and I don't want to give you the tools that that you require to later use them against me. Because I've had that happen to me one too many times. Right. Right? Whether it be, you know, that doesn't have to be a love relationship, right? right. You know, work, whatever. Yeah. That I've I've you been you don't offer right yeah so I'm I'm very um same I'm my I hold myself very close to my chest I hold my cards very close to my chest but I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you the performance of me that the performance it's, it's of a me. very it's a very performative thing performance but the person who can see beyond the performance right that's that that's a shit. special person yes because then that means that you actually see one I love to be seen like and as much as I want to perform. I actually like when people see me when I'm quiet and my hair is down and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. That part right. that knows, that gets my awkwardness, that that laugh at like my interesting faces and like the, just the things that most people don't acknowledge about me, mm-hmm. that person is the one that I really fuck with, right? Um, so I, I crave those moments, but they don't normally happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, riddle me this. Too big or not too big is the question. That's the question. Do you fuck with big girls? Do you fuck with big guys? What's the deal? I'll say I don't not fuck with big dudes. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever been in a situation where that came up as a a thing, right? That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a shallow bitch, if nothing. Ooh, <laughs> tell it. Tell the truth. Okay, so I'm going to tell the story. Tell the so, story, girl. Story time. I was on a dating app, and this dude and I had been talking, let's say a month, mm-hmm. you know, and we progressed from from app to text okay. to phone. For a month? For about a month, because I was busy, he was doing shit, I was doing shit, and finally I was like, okay, so I got the tickets to a show, let's go to the show. He's like, cool, and it was at Yoshi's. And and so I am nothing if not always late, right? My shit is always gonna be if you know anything about Lisa. Dark skin you know, time. Lisa is like on Lisa time. I, I live in my own world. It's a Gemini thing. I don't know, but I'm always late. So I call dude and I'm like, yo, look, I'm running a little bit late. I'll meet you at Yoshi's, and he's like, yeah. Um, he was there already. He was um in the bar area in line. I'm like, okay. I'll, come, I'll find you when I get there. I get there. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm not standing in no fucking line. Mm-hmm. I don't do lines. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's not something I do. <laughs> and I, that's just me. I'm, I'm of the age where I'm like, fuck you and your line. So I get there I and, and I circumvent the line because I go directly to the bar to get a drink. Mm-hmm. And I don't see him based upon our... You know, the, the pictures and the photos that one sees on the dating app, right? Mm-hmm. This is my only... Uh-oh. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, so I, I'm like, okay. 
I got my drink. I'm walking into, you know how you get your at Yoshi's, you go from the bar into the theater area. And I'm mm-hmm. going into the theater. So I call dude again. And I'm like, yo, so where are you? I don't see you. I'm like, stand up, wave, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, okay. He stands up, he waves. And like, if you if you know Yoshi's, right, you walk mm-hmm. in, there's like a wall here. And they, he was like up on the second tier in those seats like up there. Uh-huh. So I walk around with my little cocktail. And girl, I'm cute. I got on my <laughs> heels and shit. I'm cute. And I walk around the thing. And he's like, hey, Lisa. And I look up, and there is this 300-pound man standing there who looks at nothing like his photos. Very <laughs> shallow, if nothing. And, I, and, and look, I, well, I'm a well-raised, gracious bitch, okay? <laughs> I live with well-raised and gracious. Oh, God. But in my head, the shallow bitch in my head was uh-huh. like, no, this nigga didn't. Out of pocket. Wow. Out of pocket. You got me fucked but up. But a bitch got a martini. A smile. And some heels. And some heels. And I'm a gracious bitch, if nothing. I am well raised. If I was nothing. like, hey, how you doing, boo? What's up? In my head, I'm like, no, this nigga didn't. <laughs> he, he wasn't not cute. But but my whole head with that. But now I'm stuck on, no, this nigga didn't. So I don't, don't see other than, I don't even it see don't other matter. than that yeah. now. Because yeah. I'm just like, why would you do such a thing? Why would you be so insecure within your own self? Right. That you couldn't lead with who you really are, yeah. right? Yeah. Damn. So then I sit down and I'm like, for now I'm here. It's Bilal. I'm staying for this show. Fuck that. Right, right. Yeah, right. So I'm like, what, what you drinking? I didn't dance for Let's Bilal. get some food. I'm like, let's get some food. What's up? He's so talking funny. to the people at the table. I'm like, hey, people at the table. Right. How you doing? You just met them. He's like, oh, no, these are my friends. Err. You what? your friends on the date? Four of them. Wow. Four of them. No. Four of what? Uh, wait, what the four? Wait, that's, that's a lie. That's a lie. Wait, what? eight motherfuckers on a date. Yeah. 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 That's a misunderstanding ah. situation. But what? What? A lot I'm of nothing ways. if not a gracious bitch. Gracious bitch. Well, I'm a gracious bitch. Ladies, ho. I'm like, how you doing, boo? How you doing? Hey, ladies, hey, y'all. What's up? She the bitches on my head, that shallow bitch in my head is like, this motherfucker bought eight motherfuckers on a date. And this yeah. nigga don't look like the nigga in the picture. Okay. Yeah, what? That's, that's, okay. That's the yeah, no. Now, if so, you would have looked like the nigga in the right? picture. So, so it wasn't uh, really about him and his weight. It was about levels to this the, shit. Yeah. The way in which he presented that. I don't misrepresent and, myself. And the way in which, in way. you know, he approached that. Yeah. Um, And he was a nice guy, right? He was a very mm-hmm. nice cat. Mm-hmm. Um, Who, notwithstanding the weight, I'd have probably been like, hey, how you doing? But that's he came at it foul. So. I had a guy do that one time. The picture he posted, and the reason was so stupid because he said the guys tried to get at him. I was like, "You're fucking stupid." Nah. So he posted like one picture, and I was like attracted to that picture. Right. And not that I wouldn't have been attracted to who he actually was, but when he texted me his who he was, I was like, "Wait a second, that does like my, my my whole mind is attached to." Right, exactly. Who I said yes to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Exactly. Now exactly. fantasy, now, all this oh, shit is oh, now mind connected. you. Now, when when I we're on the phone before the show, and I'm like, yo, I'm get, I'm like, I'm getting ready to get dressed. He's doing this. He's like, yeah. It's like I gotta go to the gym first and get my workout on. <laughs> you lying motherfucker. 
No, no, because no, no, they guys do <laughs> go to the gym. I forgot. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that he could have. I'm not saying that he could have. He was probably but when, because I allowed him to give me a ride home, and when I got in his car, there was a giant bag of chips and a giant container of what you call it salsa. In the passenger seat. No, when you say chips, you mean like just some tortilla chips? Yes. I keep that in my classroom, but good God. In no, the it was car? in the passenger seat. Was it open? She like, 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 she yeah, but that's, I'm not saying that's that that's, a little, it doesn't matter because he, he chips won. and salsa in the in the passenger seat tells me that's a whole other level of with food because he was nervous. Because I've been there, I was nervous. Yeah, kind of. and that ain't that, that self medicate with food and really being disciplined in the gym do not go together. Trust me, I'm I've saying. been there. It don't. So what about you? You deal with fat girls, big I, girls. I all right. So I'm 34. What I figured out is that I find the beauty. In most women, whether or not I'm attracted to them. That said, I have found myself attracted to some big girls. It's a highly, it depends on who the person is at all sizes. So some slim girls, I'm good. Others, it's lit. Typically, Big girls don't find me attractive because of the logistical thing. Yes. As yes, a big dude. Yes. Right? So yes. there's what we gonna do. Yes. D- despite how handsome Fuck it, let's go get a fish Or whatever. Box. Yeah. Or the other end of the spectrum is because I'm big and she big, she think it's gonna be lit regardless of whether or not I'm attracted. So I'm honestly. They really do that? My ch- Yeah, they do. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. her insecurity. So she's like, you'll like her right. anyway. Or I, or because I'm big too, then my standards or whatever might be mm-hmm. outside of what's considered conventionally beautiful, mm-hmm. right? They might not be. You might be wild confident as a big girl mm-hmm. and cute than a motherfucker mm-hmm. with straight teeth. With who, straight teeth. Yeah, who, <laughs> and who, I... who might like some of the same shit I like. And I'm like, hey, I'm saying. But I, what I figured out is I can say easily in terms of where beauty standards are supposed to line up that are not uh, kind to big girls. No, I'm not attracted to big girls. But honestly, what I figured out is my attraction to women specifically is quite fluid. So yes, I'm attracted to people, right? It doesn't, your size yeah. is a really issue. Now that it's, it's not. And I'm thinking about this as I'm sitting here. So while I was home, so I, I was back in Connecticut from like October to January because my mom was ill. And I went home to help my dad take care of my mom and to be with my mother. And while I was home, I was approached by a, a dude who was like my go-to, like my, my serious ninja go-to dude, mm-hmm. let's say 30 years ago. It's like when you need some ass, when you need some whatever. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He's a person. He was like my dad. And he went, I'm talking about like way, way. Under, Dialogue, under, like, know. ninja, ninja, ninja. Right. Nobody mm-hmm. knew that I was seeing this. The maintenance place. man. Right. And we had run into each other a couple times, like, because I had been going back and forth over the course of the year. Okay. And we had run into a couple each other a couple times. Mm-hmm. I had a short story that came out in an anthology 
and there was a book launch back home for it, and he came to a party that I had, and you know, we kept in touch, right? Right. right. And we had an exchange on Facebook right before I got home, and was like, okay, I think we should. I think we should get together when I'm home the next time, right? Right. And I didn't know how long I was going to end up being home. I was in my head, I was going home for like a week or two. Right. I ended up being there for three months. Extended stay. Um, and he was the Sunday. Then he became a Sunday dude. Another nobody knew, right? right yeah. And the first time I went over to his house, now it's been 30 years. This was like, he's a big dude. And I like big dudes. I do like big, tall mm. dudes, thick dudes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But 30 years later, big, tall, thick dude is now big, thought, tall, heavy. Right. Dude. Yeah. Let himself go, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm. Hmm. Now again, I told you I'm a shallow bitch and mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And I was like, oh, are we, am I really doing this? I was like, fuck it. Need to be, somebody, I need to be tightened up. Somebody's got to do it. Fuck it, let's do this. Some Tighten of the best up. sex I have had in a very long time. He is a big motherfucker. And that shit was so good. But again, someone I've been fucking for on and off for 30 years who knows, your body. knows my body, mm-hmm. knows me, who I'm not afraid to let go with. Right. Cause I know he's not gonna. My shit's mm-hmm. not gonna end up in the street later. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. And and I'm talking about like he was Sunday guy. Mm-hmm. People be the like, "What you doing on Sunday?" He was a, he was a but big he was dude. a big dude. He right, was a big right, dude, right. and it meant nothing. You know what's interesting? So going back to your first story, um, so one of the so I don't really fuck with big dudes, right? It's like a handful that I'm actually attracted to. Um. I think more than anything, I'm attracted to confidence. So that's the biggest thing that has to happen. 100%. Um, part of my issue, and that doesn't mean I haven't been, I've been with my fair share of big dudes, right? But the logistics gets in the way, right? Absolutely. And yeah. so the logistics, and I got to ask, and I attract ass men, and I often attract men that are not that well endowed, right. but that want to have sex doggy style because they're ass men. Right. And that just becomes a problem, I'm right? I'm trying to figure out how you become an ass man knowing that you can't get in there. Yeah, like. And if you could get in there, like my thing is this: if you could figure out how to get in there, right, cool, right, right, but but don't not know how. To, uh, yeah, that's, but they do, but they but they really are asking. Take a lot of nerve. <laughs> Boy. And I'm like, you you already knew you couldn't, but whatever, whatever. And I, I to that point, I've been with smaller guys that have small penises. Ass men still can't get in there, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but. One of my big critiques with big dudes, big girls do the same thing. When you're on social media and they only show you the smiling picture from half of their chest up. And I'm like, everybody in the world can tell that you're fat. Like, what are you hiding? Or, or you do the the, the well-angled, right? Because there's, there's a way that you I, can like... I had a picture on MySpace that was... I didn't realize it was well-angled. Mm-hmm. But when I took the picture, my face looked way thinner than it was. While I look thinner, that is a gross misrepresentation of who I actually am. Why put it out there? But even if you put that one picture, like, what are the other pictures? Like, there are some pictures of right. me where you only see the top, but you're going to see me in a bathing suit. You're going to get all sides of Kairishi, right? Right. Again, right. might get some naked pictures on it. Like, you're going to get me. You're going to see these thighs. I'm going to have my hair short because I wear it short sometimes and long because I don't want you to be surprised at whatever point you meet me. Like, know, know that this is a possibility, Right. right? It's crazy too because I feel like um, I was talking about one of my homegirls because she does it and I'm like trying to get her in the mode of like 
putting out full body pictures. And I'm like, whoever's attracted to you is going to be attracted to you. Like right. what you look like. Right. And I feel like we live in the best time. Like I hate it when I was like in my teens and twenties and my homegirls would be like meeting up with a dude and he got a homie and then he bring his homie and his homie didn't know I was fat. And then they'd be disappointed. So I'd be like, right. did you tell him what I look like? <laughs> Right? right, but right. in the age of social media, like it's all no. out there. You yeah. get every piece of me. So, so if you, whoever if you, you gonna link up, with, exactly. they know, yep. they know exactly. exactly what they getting into. Exactly. If you don't be 100%. out there, then be what well, I, you know. And it's it's, I think it it boils the work. It circles back to your where are you with you, right? Right, definitely, and, Absolutely. and where are you with your own understanding of who you are and and your own love for yourself mm-hmm. right and, and knowing that that shit is fluid too like i might absolutely today be like damn i'm a badass bitch today but tomorrow i so might be walking down the feeling. street like having some yeah. thoughts about you know well maybe yeah. i need yeah. to i'm gonna do yeah. cute phases and i'm gonna do I mean, that's, that's normal right, yeah. right? that yeah. is so fucking normal mm-hmm. um and and to not be afraid to ask for what you want I yeah. think is the other right. thing, especially during sex, right? right. You got to be right. able to. But the lack of confidence is just not like like sexy. If you want to lose like any chance you might have had, big or not. Yeah. Oh no, you got you're right. not right. confident. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's one hundred percent been my experience <clears throat> as yes. a big dude. If I seem like it's like a wolf, like a woman can smell when you're not confident. Mm-hmm. If you're not feeling yourself like that, so it doesn't matter if if I find this woman moderately attractive. But I'm in a certain space where I'm self-conscious about how big I am. No dice. Mm-hmm. But the baddest ones, if I'm feeling myself, if mm-hmm. I know, yo, look, my mama called me handsome last week, and she's the woman who knows the most in this world. <laughs> um, whatever space gets me to being a confident man, yep. I can pull anything. I agree. I agree. Yeah, no, for real. I agree. And and Anything. I feel like that that the 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 people in the world who have um who have ill will, you know, like just mm-hmm. mean bad people, right, right? Are attracted to those people who have low self esteem and low confidence and mm-hmm. don't feel good about themselves right. because you, they know they're easy to manipulate. Yep. Right. Right. And and that's that's up. that you know um, a predator looks is looking for a victim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, and and we put that out there, right? Whether you mean to or not, you put that out there. Right. Yeah. And 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 I'm trying not to be anybody's victim, right? Because I've been I've, I've been yeah. there once or I well more than once, right? But I've been in that situation, and and I ain't trying to go back there. At yeah. All. So yeah. it's it's incumbent upon me, I think, to do the work. In right? the same way that I'm not trying to be a predator either, right? So if like there are guys who don't have really confidence. But like me, and I know that they're not like they're right. not gonna do it for me, mm-hmm. and they might try to buy me things or do things from like do things to get me. But I, I'm not about to play with anybody. Right. Like, I don't right. want to play right. with nobody. And, and come, come, come. Be honest. Mm-hmm. Right. Lead with lead with the best of you. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you have nothing to lose really by right. doing it right. So right. You have our fun fact, Venus. Yeah. Ooh, go Venus, go Venus. It's lit. Go Venus. <laughs> yeah, Venus over there feeling good right now. Quite well. Is that gummy? I think like, it when that gummy hits, <laughs> I think it hit. Yes. Damn. 
It makes you just be like, I just, this is my hand. Mm. That's how you feeling right now, Venus? It is mm. hand staring weed, it is. <laughs> she had it for a, a hot little. second, but it escaped it for a brief moment. Just, just a little a, bit. Just yeah, a moment. Just a little bit. Just a moment. Well. But it's not far from coming up. So. Fustany.com has 25 interesting sex facts. And number nine on the list says a study found that sex that sex that is good triggers the region of the brain that is associated with falling in love hmm. now that's what he was saying that was your I love you I, yeah, listen, yeah. I'm sorry I don't I, I, I thought I don't it was going to say triggers the region of the brain that likes chocolate yeah Oh. I think it's the same region it might be yeah I think yeah. Yeah. Like, like, that had some like, fudge in it yeah and it was on like, I, was when, like I used to tell people like my, my yeah. ultimate fantasy would be like to come eat chocolate and watch football <laughs> no not the football part no that's actually that's it <laughs> got at the same time yeah yeah some football or some tennis I'm a it. yeah so what y'all think about that I've definitely had sex and wanted to say I love you. Right. I, my consciousness won't let me, but I've definitely, I like have to make myself conscious to be like, oh, I love fucking you, because mm-hmm. I want to say I love you, even though I know that that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just all of that magic that's going on. I've done that three times in my life, and the three times with well, three people in my life, and the three people that I've done that with over the. If I look at like, cause I keep a list of the people that I had that sex with. Do you really? God yes. So you know? Want to see it? Yeah. Oh huh. God yes. What's your number? What? Uh, my numbers are pretty low. I mean, in comparison to some of my friends, um, I'm like at maybe I could go look at it. Probably like fourteen, fifteen. In your life? Yeah, I said my numbers are low. I'm such a whore. I'm such a whore. Don't feel bad. Oh, shit. Don't feel bad. No. Because I have friends who are like, their numbers are like triple digits. Yeah. Like seriously triple digits. Yeah. And that's just, I was was very modest as a younger person. I didn't start having sex until I was almost 20 as a freshman Mm. in college. No, a junior. A sophomore junior in college. Um... And then, I don't know, a little modest. And then I had like some wild years. Right. Had some one night stands. Maybe two night stands. I'm, I'm such a whore. Um, but again, my fr- I have friends who are like in triple digits. But interestingly enough, my, num- my list isn't that long, but I had a whole life where I lived my life as a sex educator, which meant that I was deeply entrenched and immersed in the sex industry and world, mm-hmm. right? Like I was teaching sex workers how to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. I was in senior centers. I was with young people. I would go up to when I it was funny because when my um when my mom died in November, when we um inured her ashes, it was in a town called Middletown and was at the the veterans cemetery there. And and like as we were driving up, the um mental health facility mm-hmm. for the state is there and it's a place where I would go once a month I was up in Middletown like it with 
prisoners in the mental facility, like guys who were and girls who were men and women who were coming from state prison facilities who were now in the mental part hospital. of the hospital where I was going in and teaching them about doing sex education with them and, and AIDS education with them. Right? So I was deeply entrenched in the world of sex. I used to throw um, sex parties. All kinds of sex parties. Oh, the, the kids used to call me the condom lady. I would literally okay. walk down the street and kids would be like, hey, condom lady, you got some condoms? Because everybody knew. That's what you I did. always had condoms. Like, I would just be like, hey, here you go. I used to make my... <laughs> it rained condoms. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> my girlfriend's kids, they, I would be babysitting for her kids and we would go down to my father's office. You had flavor condoms? I had, girl, please, I had all I had anything. I had Good all of the flavors. condoms. I used to teach... Sex workers, how to put condoms on with their with mouth. their mouth. Oh, let's talk about this wow. right quick. Okay, so condom oh, it's sizes. So easy. Condom sizes, right? You would like it. Anything touching your is dick, a tuxedo black like. the smallest condom. It, I don't know today. I know there was a time when anything made in Japan, Japanese condoms were always the smallest condoms in mm-hmm. terms of circumference. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I don't know if that's true today because I'm not like actively engaged in that world right now. Okay. Um, but. I think it's also true that because of the materials, particularly if it's like a rubber, right? Mm. That that the size of the condom itself really doesn't matter because it's so stretchable, right? We used to do this thing where we would take a condom and put it over our head and then mm. blow, and the whole condom would like blow up just mm. to show kids like how that it could fit on your dick. But you know now, but then you got like from the perspective of a dude, like comfortability. But is it comfortable? Exactly. Is it comfortable? Almost never not comfortable. I remember seeing that demonstrated with somebody who was doing sex ed and they put like the condom around her fist. And I was like, that's great, but it ain't no bone in there. Well, it's I, all flesh but guys, and blood. But guys, that, especially guys with big dicks, I know they usually stretch out the condom. We've got to get the right size. You, one, you don't want it to one, be too tight. You don't want safe. it to be too small. Because but you don't stretching want it out. Yeah, you risk tearing it. Right. You well, don't, but you don't want seepage and leakage. No. Right? That's the your worst enemy is seepage and leakage. I'm telling you, they don't take yeah. So you really always... Okay, here's my thing. The so, ones who do that that I've been with, sure they like got, got piercings and shit. Get they you like a... Breaking on condoms. What do you call them? The Trojans. That are the... um. They have lubrication on both sides. Right. Right? And you want the lubrication on both sides. One side is like lubricated inside for the dude and one side is lubricated on the outside for the woman. Uh Right? So you you take that, you unroll it just a smidge, you get that little, little tippy tip, that part, right? right? And then you take your own lubrication, right? Mm -hmm. Because the lubrication on the inside of the condom is good, but it's not going to be enough to make you feel what you want to feel. And when you get your extra lubrication, you want to get the lubrication that's that warming gel. Right. Because that 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 replicates the warmth late. of the Absolutely. female vaginal canal. Right. So de facto raw dog. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, right. So it. it's like it's like a mind game. It's all about a Absolutely. mind game. Right. So yeah. right. So you you unroll it a little bit. You put you make sure you have the tip there. The reservoir is what it's technically right, called. Right, right? Yeah. right. You take some of that warm jelly. Right. You put it on the inside. I've been there. And then you warm it up a little bit more with your hand. And you always want to be the one to put the condom on the dude. Never let it put a condom dude put the condom on himself mm-hmm. right because most people fuck that shit up right? and and you got to do it like let me grab your balls first let me let me put your balls a little bit right and then you take it and you like and you roll it on to, and then you got to play with it don't just put it 
it on. Right. Once it's on, you got to play with it a little bit. And I used to always tell kids, you know, nobody, no dude is going to be mad when you play with it a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And because it's going to do two things, right? Yeah. It's going to warm up that gel. gel. It's going to get him a little bit harder, yeah. right? It's going to stimulate him, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you keep manipulating those balls, right? And if you get that little spot right at the other tip, that little yeah. Yeah. spot right there, right? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he's going to be happy. And make yeah. sure you get a little bit of that gel on your hand when you manipulate the balls and get it up underneath there, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, that, so that everybody's is happy. Indeed. Everybody's happy, right? And then don't short yourself in this pleasure game, protection game, right? So you're going to take a little bit of that gel and put it on top of the condom now because you too want to have the benefit of that yeah. gel right. and the protection because... Hopefully yeah. that gel is going to be spermicidal and have a little bit of spermicidal right. lubricant in it. You know, it's going to have spermicidal well, properties damn. to kill sperm, right? So now everybody's a little juicy. Everybody's, everybody's a little warm and wet. That is crazy. And everybody's a little yes. protected, yes. right? Yeah. But, you know, you want to make sure that when you're done, don't ever just like get up, right? You always want to make sure you grab the condom at the, the base yeah. and hold the base yeah. before you yeah. get up, right? That, so that's my little. All of that is what makes safe sex condom. so trash. <laughs> well, because and I tell so people, careful. no, they're because and and I, that's one has always been one of my issues with, um, I think the the HIV education and sex education world is because we've sold people this bill of, bill of goods that you can have safe sex and right. there's no such thing as safe sex. Right. You can reduce your Sucks. risks. That you will have a sexually transmitted disease transmitted to you if you do these things. Or baby or other. But it's not going to be safe, right? Because like, there's well, always going to be some level of risk. Condoms break. You get slippage and drippage. You know, there are all these things that can happen in, in that time. But condoms are 99.9% effective. Slippage and drippage. Yes. So that's my that's condom spiel. spiel. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. That's what's up. Um, that was a good spill. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we need that. Yeah. And, and you know, and there That's are ways important. that I used to teach people, and typically girls, you know, how to... There are ways that you can put a condom on a dude and he'll never even know that you put it on him. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, and, and it's all about self-protection. And I tell this now, because at the time, in the community where I was working, I didn't run across many um, young men having sex with men most of the men who were having sex with men who were men who were coming out of prison systems. Mm-hmm. So they were they were a little bit older, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but today I feel like there, there, is, there, is a, there is a need to have this conversation with young men or who are having sex with men. Mm-hmm. Particularly if I think about the, the, the times when there's an age disparity, right? Um, younger men having sex with older men because then you, there's room for manipulation yep and and you and you just need to know how to how to have the conversation that's definitely true i was thinking about um what was i thinking about with you keith you said hopefully something good you, know. <laughs> you said something that i wanted to comment on sex ed condom Safe sex being trash. I don't think safe sex is trash. No, I think it's trash is babies and herpes and shit. Yeah, it is. I I, I, I add to safe sex that um, it's always great to get, uh, you know, if we can exchange test results, 
You, you should be doing that. That that is that you is great. You should be tested. You probably still gonna use yep. a condom. Yo, but and if I'm clean and you're clean and everything else is no holes barred, which is great because I don't think about safe sex. Is safe sex is abbreviated sex. I can't do all the things I want to do to please you. What are we here for? Well, no, you know I say that no, I can, I have been police. First of all, you assume that I'm on birth control, right? Unless we, I'm not on birth control. And I tell people, unless you're trying to have babies, I am not on birth control. Exactly. Go ahead. Unless you're trying to have a baby, like y'all want to be. First of first of all, I'm a hoe. So if I'm fucking fucking and I fuck fuck right, and right. it kills me that guys have no problem. I'm going to rant. I'm sorry. Rant, please. Because guys do this whole thing where I'm like, do you eat pussy? And they're like, if it's clean and if it's this and all these things. And I'm like, but you want me to put my mouth on your dirty But have, and have <laughs> absolutely no problem, right? And I'm like, and want to push my head down on your penis. What? This dude I'm fucking, well, he Sam, said to me the other day, he was, he was like, well, I'll tr- I trust you. He was like, but you know, you can't do that with women because women and all this stuff about women and diseases. And I was like, actually, women tend to get diseases from men. From men. Yeah, yes, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. more than more common than not, that's that's the case. And so, excuse me, how do we get this whole, like, uh, stereotype of women running around here with, like, hella nastiness and disease? Patriarchy. Right? <laughs> Absolutely, it's just patriarchy. That's it, yeah. It, it kills me, though, that people, like, yeah. like they literally that's believe the whole, this, the, right? The whole you know, and and it, this was like a part of the the whole spiel back then, right? That it's is much easier for a male for for male to female transmission simply because of the fact that when a man ejaculates inside of a That's woman, foolish. that sperm can live for right. almost up to seventy two hours. Oof, it's just yeah. in there hanging out. Hey, how you doing? Looking for some trying to live life. Looking for some place to go, and that means that any of those viruses or whatever that's contained right. in that ejaculate right. are gonna live right. inside of you for up to seventy-two hours, and, and no. it t- and it doesn't to and and just the the act of the sexual mm-hmm. act, the act of intercourse, is causes some level of abrasion. Right to the vaginal canal, right? right? So you might not have rips and tears, but you're going to have some... He's vulnerable. Exactly. Right. Um, and that's what so, happened with so the it's, uh, So the, the misnomer that, that dirty women are, you know, is dirty right. women. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not. It's you and your dirty dick. That and I the vagina is the only self-cleaning organ. Like, uh-huh. But it, it just... It, that, that trips me out that guys are so willing. But to that, to the, to the end, to that end... I don't know too many women that are just like running around here fucking fucking and like don't use a condom, don't use a condom. But I can't tell you how many guys have tried to not use a condom. And I'm like, you see how easy you got this pussy. Like you are yeah, not the yes. only one. On my all my things yes. it says I'm looking to build up a team. That means you're a fucking member, right? <laughs> you're one of my players. So players get traded yeah. all the time. Like, why do you think that you're why do you think that that why do you have the illusion of safety? You know what I mean? Not that I'm not, not that I'm unsafe, but it trips me out. I've had married men fucking. Uh, I had this dude who was a mar- who was married and a priest, like a pastor. And you want to have unprotected sex with me? So then, what if I do have something? You gonna go take that home to your wife? Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Men, dudes, be a trip. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that condoms are trash. Um, I, so I. There's a particular company that makes custom condoms. Um, there's a certain you get to measure your penis, 
So for your girth and your width, when you're fully erect, and you pick what kind of condom you need. Um, that's the brand that I buy. But before that, it was the, the Magnum Ecstasy mm-hmm. with, the, with the inner and outer lubricant. Still not good enough. Um, I mean, nothing is gonna it's be not, the same. It's not poor listen. condom use. I mean, it's not the same. Con- it's, 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 it's and really it's not like, gonna be the same. Now, it's, it's like trying to touch stuff in the room with a rubber glove on. It's you, I like mean, that. but it's it's it no, it's not gonna be the same. And but guess what? Right. I I care enough about myself, so I don't. I kind of don't care. So, for you, I kind of like, don't. For care, me, right? for I'm me, like, like as a man, because I think condoms are trash, even with if I got the right the kind that I need for me. If I'm if I don't have no condoms, sex just ain't happening. That's just it. I would rather, you know, better safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. But I'm not finna. It's never yes. been, and it's been quite lusty. I've I've made some mistakes, um, and <laughs> yeah. probably you know did some reckless things, and you know been at the clinic the next day. But in general, nah, man, it's just not. Yeah, I recently had an episode where yeah, the condom. Didn't it, it went on and then it came off and then more shit happened. Yeah, nah, sex over. Condom wasn't involved yeah. and then it was like, well, what are you thinking? But it was too late at that point. And and I can't beat myself up over that, right? Mm-hmm. You no, gotta, you can, but you gotta get. Over. I think it. I, think it, I mean, over. I could, yeah. but I mean, yeah. what, there's no point in me beating right. myself up over it. I just gotta go do what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, go to the clinic and tests. It's like, how do you take a harm reduction approach, right? Yeah. Um, and I said, it's not going to be amazing with a condom on, but that's also like, when I was young, especially because I didn't have, like, I was in a long-term relationship, I've been fucking since I was 15, and I never wanted to get comfortable not having unprotected sex. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I didn't even start having, like, I didn't have unprotected sex until I was maybe like in my 30s, and that was like a couple of times. And I've done it a couple of times in my 40s. But, like, outside of that, I wanted to be... So, condom sex is perfectly fine for me. Because that's what I know. Because mm-hmm. I fuck right. too much. I fuck too much to have... Right. And then, ladies, have your own condoms. Like, Always. I, it is very rare for me to just trust a guy. Yep. Um, and I'll be fucking black dudes with big dicks. And maybe attached to Magnum. So, fuck it. I just... Inve- I invested in that 36 box that you can get from Walmart for, like, $15. I got condoms and I got a little mm. bottle of the KY Mormon jelly mm-hmm. that travels with me. Exactly. Is that KY was making it? I think it's the The Mormon jelly is, is absolutely fantastic. Yes, I, I can't yes, yes. tell people enough right. about the warming gel because it, it makes everybody happy. Okay, so what about these words? What about words and sex and words and sex and sex and words? Um, what I have found is that words of affirmation do it for me a lot when they give you com- when they give yeah, you compliments I was I was with uh, a woman before and she said uh, she just told me she liked me most because I had a dope soul and I got the strongest erection and knocked the bottom out of it in that session and it was the first time that I realized that something other than touching it there was a direct correlation something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did it for me mm-hmm. I was like oh shit yeah and you know later at, at some point we were in love and she said I love you and sex was over after that cause I yeah that oh man that, yeah it heightens orgasms it's an initial aphrodisiac it's fucking great say the right 
maybe it lends itself to the fact that I'm a poet and a wordsmith and an author and all of this shit. I know the power of words and I can do things with them to get me money to listen to a certain response out of people a certain way. So they do things for me too. Shit is great. What do you think? Yes. About words and like words during the act of sex? It's or just or erotic sex. literature? You write nasty poems, well, right? Well, you know what? I, 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 I wouldn't say I write nasty poems. I, like, do I write erotica? I wouldn't say so. But I, but I have... But I have written sex scenes and I have written sex and I've attempted to write love letters. Mm. Um, and I find like one of, one of the, um, one of the pieces from the novel that I'm working on that I like the most and that was published, um, a few years ago is called the fourth time. And it's, it's a sex scene, basically, between two teenagers. Mm-hmm. And it's called The Fourth Time because the young woman is saying, talking about how sex wasn't really good for her with this guy until the fourth time. Until the fourth time. And the fourth time, it was almost perfect, right? But I, I find that the writing of sex, I find it to be very, very difficult. Because first you have to conjure a mood, mm-hmm. right? True. You gotta, and, and, and depending upon, you know, is this, is this a sex scene between two lovers who really like care for one another? Or is this a sex scene between two people who barely know each other? Right. Or is this a sex scene that is, that has some elements of, of violence attached to it? Right. Hmm. Is it, is it a rape? Is it. Unforbidden sex. Right. Is it forbidden sex? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So you got to figure first. You got to figure out that part, right? And figure out what the mood that you want to set and what's the tone you want to set, right? Then you got to get the scene, right? So where is this sex act taking place? So like in the thing I just talked about the fourth time, this act is taking place in the backseat of a car because it's 1956 or 1957, right? Right. So it's taking place in the big in the backseat of a big Chevy, right? An old Chevy. Hmm. So you have to think about the things like so. What's going on? It's the summer, right? It's it's July. Right. It's hot, it's sticky, right? Absolutely. What what what's in the back of a Chevy, right? You got knobs and stuff. That's right. Nice. So so where are you laying? Like where physically are you positioned right. in the car? What are you looking at in the car? What can you see? What's in your sight range? Whether it's a bed, whether it's a right. bathroom, what sounds? stall, what sounds do you hear, right? Setting. So you got to you got to conjure the yeah. setting. You got to think about the setting, right? And then once you think about the setting, you got to then Think about, well, what is the ability, like how, what is the physical capacity to do dirt, certain things in the space that you're doing it in, right? right. So if it's in the backseat of a car, there are certain things that you could do, but if, and if you're 16 and it's only your fourth time, there are certain things that you're not going to do, right? You're not going to, you're probably not going to do it doggy style on the fourth time yeah. in the 1957 Chevy, Chevy right. at the movie, at the drive-in theater. Would be quite right? difficult. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are things you don't even know to do, but it's, so it's it's a. I think it's um. It, it's it's hard to write sex. It's hard mm. to I, write sex. I think it's the opposite. But so I was in the MFA program at um, start off in the college and then moved to CIS and uh, I was taking my teacher. Her name is Judy Gron, um, and I was taking one of her classes and I did something like miss class or some shit. I fucked up. Mm-hmm. And so my, I had to do makeup work and my makeup work was, I had to go 
to a coffee shop or someplace public, uh-huh. people watch and write what I saw. Right? Uh-huh. That's a good exercise, yeah. But I don't need to do that. I can sit in my house and just and I can create a whole scene of what's happening and get very intricate and detailed and all of that. Just I, I can just imagine it. And I do the same thing with, with writing erotica. Excuse me. I used to write boys these long. You remember the the legal pad, yellow mm-hmm. legal pad? I will write pages and pages of erotic letters to them, imagining all the different things that we could do. And then I'm sending like multiple letters to one guy. So then I have to switch it up. Like I can get very, all those things that you're saying, like you have all those nuances. For whatever reason, the way my mind works, oh, so I, no, I, I, it takes I can tap into that. To, I can not tap forever into. to get there, but it takes me a long time to get there. And then I want to know like what in the physicality of sex, right? In in the the act of of, of intercourse, you know, how do bodies fit together? Right, right. like mm-hmm. you know, if if I'm if if I'm sitting here next to you in a car and your arm is over here like mm-hmm. this, right? How do you how, what's your that? reach like, right? Can where where are yeah, you touching yeah. me? Mm-hmm. Like, what's what's that look like? So for me, it's I get and I I think I'm an overthinker, mm-hmm. so it takes me a minute to like to get there. I think mm-hmm. it's yeah. So so writing sex is a, is a lot harder for me than mm-hmm. than I thought it was gonna be. What made you start writing writing poetry? I, I don't, um, I have been, how many erotic poems, if I, I got a strip club poem, a poem about fucking R&B chicks, a poem about real sex, and probably just some allusions to sex and, and other pieces just about women. Mm-hmm. Um, I have always thought of erotic poetry to be kind of trash to me as a poet because Seemed like in a lot of ways, a lot of people was just whatever nasty shit they could come up with, just write that down. They're just like, not writing. Might have seen it in a porno, just not writing it good. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, when I came, when I became comfortable about writing about sex, uh, probably just came from my best performances mm-hmm. uh, as a sexual being. So I draw directly from how have I made women feel the best mm-hmm. pull that right out and even in pieces that I've written about sex that weren't necessarily erotic where is I'm just talking about the logistics of sex draw from those experiences too mm-hmm. so um, it's just it, it's not really different from me talking about my experiences as a black man or mm-hmm. as an educator or whatever you know um, it, it's it, a book for me for. it's not it's not difficult to write about Sex, it's 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 trying to put it in the right words to elicit a response from the people. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to ways, the things that I've experienced that maybe not might not be so common, or something like that, or if just trying to put into words what uh, what hasn't been said already mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I that I can't reword. So if it's something that's a unique experience that I haven't heard articulated yet, mm-hmm. that's where difficulty might come in myself but you know for me it was just I'm fucking and my I got tattooed on my forearm live right spit so whatever's going on in my life is coming out anyway so if yep. you know what I'm saying if my pussy, pussy weight is up at the moment then I, that, that's, that's what I'm writing about then that's it's lit I feel it yeah. I like I like to read erotica not necessarily like um I think there's a difference between like real good erotica and just written porn, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I, I like to read things 
where there there is thought and intention put behind the words. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I, I used to think that I wanted to write erotica. Um, and then I tried to write, and then I tried to write erotica, and it's just harder for me than than it is to write other things. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I want. I, I want, but I want erotica to be elevated as a genre in a way, mm-hmm. and respected in a way, that we do other forms mm-hmm. of writing okay. because I think that there's a long history of Mm -hmm. erotica in the black community Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and just in general right um and and that we need to to Mm destigmatize in many ways absolutely you know what what that writing looks like and and in destigmatizing that we also destigmatize these kind of norms around sexual behaviors. Agreed. I hella identify with that. For right. sure. Because um, when I was a kid, I started write, reading erotica books. That was like my first, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like, not my first thing. Like, I first, I didn't even nah, like reading. No, well, no, 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 no. It was like, it was my, that was my elevation. It was like a turn, right? Because I started off I didn't even like reading. I hated reading as a kid. I would only like read certain things, you know, but that was forced from school. Okay. So when I started reading, I started reading like Judy Bloom and like Matilda and like shit like that. And then once I started reading about like the coldest winter ever. You know, when I read that book in that first yeah. sentence, I came busting out my mama coochie. Mm-hmm. I was like, hmm. And then it's it like, smut. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And But then it was like, okay, I got introduced to Triple Crown and Hood Books and Zane, right? But mm-hmm. I could only read these Hold books on the under. Right. I couldn't, nobody could know about it because it was like, it was own. forbidden. You know, it was I not nothing you. that I, I could know yeah. about because for some reason... You know, sex is hella taboo. Being young and knowing about sex is taboo. So I didn't even start really writing about poetry and about stuff until I started reading about sex. Mm -hmm. And then I started having sex. And then it was like, huh, for me, when it comes to writing like about love and sex, it's when I'm in the act and when I'm like really Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. involved with somebody or really connected with somebody. And that's when I get the best shit. Like... Some of my best things have come because I'm inspired by a man that I'm fucking, you know, because of the things that he's doing, the way that he's moving, because I've never had a nigga eat chocolate off of my body. I don't think I've ever been that way. You never what? Being inspired Mm -hmm. because the pussy good in the moment. Mm -hmm. Nah, I've only, it's only ever Everybody ain't got that though. It's only been like, you know, specific people. I wish. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But like, like, for me, I'm, if I'm happy... I'm not creating anyway. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, I kind of need to be going through something. The emotion. The only you're right. Artist, you're right. You're the right. only artist I know of who doesn't write from a place of shit is fucked up is Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder made a lot of happy ass music. He did, did, did. For me, if I'm getting some good ass <laughs> pussy, like fuck, I'm writing for it. I I'm, I'm trying to go get some pussy. I'm trying to get some ass. I'm like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. it's it's difficult to be. Yeah, nah, I don't. Maybe maybe I might write something that's funny because uh-huh. I'm happier. And happier mood, but like when when words and sex come together like that, 
If I'm getting regular pussy, it's gonna be it, you gonna be hard to get me to say some shit about like you know just growing up in the ghetto. Yeah, that was kind of fucked up, but hey, some some pussy right here, and that I'm that right. shit is great. I'm right about that. Yeah. Uh, I think I was talking about the fact that for me, when it comes to writing erotica, right? right? Mm-hmm. When I'm fucking somebody, when I'm right. in the act of that, like outside of that, it's not you know about my thought process right. around this okay. is my focus. You know what I mean? Okay. I, yeah, I don't know. So it's interesting when I'm you're talking high. about um those those books like The Coldest Winter Ever and and Zane's work. Omar Tyree, all of these people. So one of my research interests as a as an academic, as a um a person who who studies literature. Mm. Um is around the legit what what the legitimacy of of urban fiction, mm-hmm. right? And I have a um like a part of my um I have this paper that that looks at urban fiction and I and I qualify that as like starting around the time of Anne Petrie's The Street, right? Which is like you know what's that like the thirties, forties, mm-hmm. right? Um and and how that writing is received and and validated and legitimized within the canon, right? Mm-hmm. And that when you look at things like The Coldest Winter Ever and um, Terry Woods, um, what is that? There's one of the, her books is right there. Um, and Nikki Grimes. Oh, and yeah, 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 yeah. and um, Donald Goins is like mm-hmm. um, a person who I would consider Chester Himes, right? Mm-hmm. They're like kind of leaders in that genre um, from, from the 60s, 70s. And there's a cat named Steve Cannon whose book I just saw in my bookcase the other day and I don't see right now. And his book is like this surreal kind of foray into um black culture at that time and what the i'm gonna have to look it up it's called and and he like takes you on this journey that is is steve cannon what is the name of the book Groove, bang, and jive around. Well, I'm intrigued. <laughs> this book is like, yeah. Oh, he has bang my and, birthday. Yeah. Groove, That's bang, and jive nasty. around is the name of the book. Yeah. And and it is like one of those books that just takes you on this journey of erotic craziness, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. it's perfect. It is a perfect book. Mm-hmm. Um, and that 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 writing up until very recently has has been considered to be not 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 it's not has been considered to be more fiction writing than actual literature mm-hmm. right and i make the case that no this is literature right mm-hmm. this is we we have watched a genre evolve right over the course mm-hmm. of the past 40 years right and that this this erotic writing that comes as a part of that is something that we need to elevate mm. and, and look at because all of those books in many ways and those stories elevate and I don't want to just say sex 
but intimate relationships between people of color yeah. in a way and tells that story in a way that in in the in the in the in, dominant in, narrative right in, in the white imagination of, yeah. of right, who we right. are as people that is not a part of who we are right yeah. when it's right? genuine exactly yeah exactly yeah. um so it's interesting that you said that that just made me think of it and it really made me think of this book that i encourage y'all to to take a look at find read um and then Check when i think up. about um reading is fundamental people uh words and and writing um, Intazaki Shange's The Love mm-hmm. Space Demands, yes. mm-hmm. right? Changed my life. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about books that change your life. Yeah. The Love Space Demands completely and totally changed my life because I didn't know that you could write about love that way, mm-hmm. right? I didn't know that it was, that it was okay. I'm, get, I'm getting teary-eyed right mm-hmm. now because it was like such a profound moment for me to, to come to this understanding that it was okay for us as black women to expose ourselves in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think it was pivotal in terms of Sean Gay's work if we move from color girls to the love space demands mm-hmm. because while similar are very, very different in, in terms of the way in which they approach the, 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 the love relationships between men and women, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think it's very important for us to continue as black writers to write that story yeah. and to write what our true narrative Absolutely. around our love relationships looks like and, and to do it in a sexual way, yeah. right? To show yeah. people what our sexual acts look like, mm-hmm. right? I think, you know, I've always been nasty, like always, always, always been naughty. I've always done the things that I was not supposed to do. Um, and always around sex, like I wasn't a drinker, I wasn't a smoker. I didn't get in trouble in those ways, but boy, being boy crazy and like that kind of shit, I was the girl who was not going, like I used to have round table discussions with my family because they thought I was going to be pregnant by the time I was 16 because I was always up in some boy's house, right? That has been my thing. Um, and in and, and that way, I think it's kind of similar for being, what you were saying, Venus, but like looking for ways that that part of me was okay and was validated. Mm-hmm. I remember being in like the third or fourth grade reading me and my friends started reading Flowers in the Attic. And it's really twisted. And they're talking about incest, but they're talking about sex. And so there were very few books. I think like in Mama, there's like all the sex stuff. But there are like very few books where you, it was where you saw it being okay mm-hmm. to be sexual, right? Yeah. And to stay, like this country is so repressed. And then um, black folks. over sex at the same time. Under sex and over, right? Because the, the, because the world, the, the, the narrative around who we are as black women is that we are oversexed. Mm-hmm. But that's for them, right? Like, it's only right, in, no, in right, the case it, that they it, can right, use us. Right, exactly. Right? Um, but just authentically enjoying. Like, I was watching porn the other night, and I was like, I had to keep turning from them because I was like, y'all ain't gonna eat nobody's pussy? Like, no one, none of these women want their pussies? Hey, but she gonna keep sucking your dick. She gonna it's suck not, your dick, um, and then fuck you, and then suck your dick again, like... Ridiculous. I, I, I had a homegirl. She was uh, she just gave birth, so she was bored, and uh, partaking of porn, you know, in, in the last few days before she delivered. But um, she had mentioned that that's pain management. It's, <laughs> it's way more. I guess I don't know photogenic in terms of video. Uh, fellatio is compared to kind of linkers because it's like I don't think I've ever been watching porn and thought, oh yeah, she had the pussy eight and it's it's lit. This well, is no, why I'm jacking I'm off. Gonna tell no, you that's true. I don't. That's at least for me. I, I experientially, 
it's a really special dude who really knows what he's doing when he's eating pussy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, because a lot of dudes just be playing around down there. Yeah. And don't understand the anatomy. It's And it's really more about the understanding of a woman's yep. anatomy yep. and the understanding <sighs> the, of what you a clitoris really is. And, and, and understanding that a clitoris is not just the little man in the boat, but that it has nerve endings that run throughout the labia. Mm-hmm. Um, that that also need to be stimulated in order for cunnilingus to really and truly mm-hmm. get a person, a woman, to where she needs to be, mm-hmm. right? Whether that's to have orgasm or just to feel good, right? Um, and there are many times when I'm like, "Thanks, I'm good. Let's mm-hmm. that, you, you don't have to do that no more because I'm good." Mm-hmm. And and sometimes if I like you enough and I feel like you know this is gonna be a sustained thing, I might want to walk you through to you know just give you some lessons mm-hmm. about how to do this. But mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm good. We're probably actually, just not gonna do that again. This is what I was gonna say about you though. You what, how you were describing like uh, fingering the girl and whatever it made me think of like so one of my favorite categories of porn, which is why I disagree with your friend. One of my favorite categories of porn is Asian porn, right? Okay. And it's, it's like Japanese and Korean porn specifically, like fr- fr- shot from there, right. right? And the reason why I like it is because if you have a 20-minute porno, mm-hmm. at least probably 15 minutes of that porn is maybe, we'll say 12, 13 minutes is all him fucking with her. It's right. all the different ways. Like he's going to start with rubbing her pussy in her panties and you see it, her pussy get all wet mm-hmm. and then he'll peel it back and he'll start fingering her. And it takes a long time. Then he'll he'll be like messing with her titties. Like it's this whole build up, right? And then he's gonna start eating her out. And he's gonna eat her out for a while. Then he's gonna get the toy. And he's gonna fuck with her. Then he's gonna make her squirt hella much. But that's not regular. Like if oh well no go ahead. But that's that's why I said. But that's why I said that how you were talking right reminds me of how Mm -hmm. these these Asian porns are right. Um, And only maybe a minute of it maybe might be her sucking his dick. Right. And then they'll fuck for the rest of it. But mm-hmm. the majority of the porn is all the different ways. He's going to use several different toys. It's going to be all these different ways. Now, I think that's that interesting, is- though. My, my, I, when you say that, right, the question I'm asking myself is, who is the audience that that porn is designed for? Now, not 90% of porn is designed for men, for men yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But what you just described to me sounds like that partic- those, those types of movies are the audience for those is also going to be women. Because that's what, as a woman, is going to stimulate me when yeah. I'm watching porn, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't necessarily want to see a woman sucking a man's dick, right? That's not yeah. what's going to get me off. Right. But if I'm looking for a new technique, maybe they, I'll do but, but, but it's like, only so long that I can look. I got a problem with that, though. Why? Problem with what? Yeah, the, the head that's in the pornos, it's a lot of theatrics. And it looks I mean, but great it's performance. But it, it's performance. That's the, and that's the problem. And it's, it's not the, and I think that's the other thing that we have to always remember that pornography is performance. Absolutely. But you know what Ricky's Ricky said, uh, Ricky said, if you want to know how to suck a guy's dick, ask him the kind of porn he likes. One hundred percent. Because he's gonna watch yes. what he yes. likes. Yes. That's true. Yes. That's true. Yes. That's true. Exactly. He was like, he but, was like, that yeah. is going that's gonna give you a clue of how you can let me ask you a question. How'd you learn how to suck dick? Me? A big stick? Mm. Like you practice on a stick, a big the, the ice cream, yeah. Big stick. When I was in the sixth grade, I used to get big sticks after school. So my 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 favorite porno growing up was a 
Um, deep throat. Well, deep throat. Thank you. <laughs> was deep throat right? So I always I'm an Aries. Yeah. I like sucking on things. Like I I I wanted to have I wanted to suck dick before I wanted to have yeah. sex, right? Ooh. And they would sell them big six out after school, and I would I would practice on them all the time, like different ways that you could play with the big stick. And I didn't I suck dick until I was fifteen. Okay. So I was in sixth grade. Do you like six. sucking dick? I love it. Okay. I absolutely love it. Because I don't I don't think that's the norm. I mean, I personally. I love it. I, I love can't it. believe I'm saying this out loud, but people, like, if you've had sex with me, you know that I do like to suck dick. Yeah. And, and I, I pride and myself I'm, on it. And I'm pretty damn good at it. I, I pride myself say. on it. It's yeah. not, it's um, not worth it. It's, it's, it's kind of an awesome. And, and the more I right? like you, and you the got a really, here right. it's going to be. Yeah. Like, you got a like, really. I, I need a towel. If, if, if it's I a don't need a towel, right? then I haven't really done my job well. The only thing I tell people is, you know, don't come in my mouth. I prefer you to not come in my mouth. That's okay. like my my life. Okay? You know, that's like I'm leading that I got two rules. I get it. Don't come in my don't come in my mouth and don't put your hand on my head. I I, I don't get yeah. that. Because now you're being rules. restrictive. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I would appreciate it if during the the act of fellatio that you kind of don't touch me, right? Because I know what the fuck I'm doing. Right. Right. And the moment I let you do it, it's the thing is this: I, I'm really control. submissive sexually, right? Ooh. But the, when I'm sucking dick is the moment that I get to not be right. And so even the point that I let you touch my head, I'm letting you for a little while, and I'm gonna break free. I'm gonna. I might let you go at your pace for a bit, and then I'm gonna shift it up. Like, like it's even at the points that I let you try to control. It's when I'm allowing that mm-hmm. into the interaction. I don't think I've ever been in a situation where I wanted the woman to do anything other than exactly what she wanted to do. So if she say, "Don't come in my mouth," I don't. I don't have a problem with that because th- just make a mess. Don't interrupt my orgasm. Because if you don't want me to come in your mouth, I get that. But I don't, like, you don't have to swallow. Doesn't do anything for oh, me. I mean, you coming uh, in my mouth doesn't mean that I'm going to swallow. It just right. means that you've come in my mouth. Now, yeah, it's a choice that I make as to whether or not I'm going to swallow, right? Yeah. But I don't, but I, I found some dudes, most of the general narrative is that, yeah, she swallowed and that was lit. I don't really care what you do when it comes out. Just I'm like, don't cut off my orgasm. Yeah, just I actually prefer you to make a mess with it yeah, all over you the place. You want it everywhere. I, yeah, if it don't if it don't yeah. get all over the place, then it'll belong in your face. Um, because <laughs> yeah, inevitably, I think this is true too, right? Like inevitably, during when you're when you're giving head, right? When you're performing fellatio, right. that that ejaculate doesn't come all. At the end, when a dude comes, it comes throughout. It comes yeah. throughout the act, throughout Absolutely. the court, throughout the duration. Right, the you know, time. right. You get that little salty taste, and you be mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm either gonna spit it out, or I'm gonna swallow, right? or I'm gonna keep and going, right, or I'm gonna keep going. It's really just gonna become a part of the loop. The fluid that, 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 and I don't want to exactly. make you uncomfortable because if you're uncomfortable, you're gonna stop. Because I really just don't want to take it in large yeah, just, doses. Right. I think that's I don't the biggest thing. You know what I'm saying? Just a lot of You know what I'm saying? Or whatever the simulation, you you might get a milkshake, and <laughs> you might get some you know, you yeah, all straight fluid. I think some women are just afraid to learn how to suck dick well. Well, but this, or, or I mean, that you know, are intimidated by the act. But, well, there's but also trauma dick. behind like sucking dick too, like or being like forced said, to have to do. But it. like you said, you don't want a nigga to touch your head. You want him to keep his hands to himself. Like I understand that. You yep. know what I mean? It's like I have. 
it's like it's a double it's a double edged sword. You know what I mean? Because on one end, don't fucking touch me. Let me do my job, right? But on another end, it's like. But yeah, you can caress me. Yeah, you can move my hair on my face if you see it's in my face. Yeah, yeah you can caress mm-hmm. my shoulders. Mm-hmm. But and but then I also have a moment where I do want you to low key fuck my mouth, but not to the point where I'm fucked up. You know right. what or, I'm saying? Or that I or, I don't ever want to feel as if I don't have control. Right. Right. And, and I think that's the like, biggest part. What's your safe word, nigga? My safe word is stop. So as a nigga, person, my safe word is my <laughs> As it pertains to the theme of the show with the relationship between words and sex, communication. It's key. Ah, man. Yeah. Just just tell me what you like, what you don't, and this shit will be lit. Yeah. I think, well, that's because you give a fuck. Because a lot of guys are really in it. They don't give a fuck. Like, they're not paying attention. But they're they're so programmed to not give a shit. But see, this this is what I was going to say, though, about sucking dick. You know, it's so interesting, the the whole virgin whore thing. Like, man... There's all of this shit about like how a woman should be, and then men really, but really you want a whore. So I don't understand why you're not, why the girl who you're to, fucking with doesn't have the permission to be to, this to be naughty that, little slut. I have spent. Go ahead. I remember being a, I'm gonna say sixth grade, when all the fellas was talking about girls in a sexual way, and I remember my best friend at the time asked me. About a girl that I liked, that I had a crush on. Mm-hmm. And he asked me, would you let her suck your dick? And I said, no. But it was because sucking dick was unbecoming of a All right, lady. Yeah, that's what you're saying, yeah. Right, yeah, of a lady in, in the way that we wanted, you know, girls to be our girlfriend. Yep, yep. Um, and I just remember, I remember thinking that having that thought and then like you know my experiences with sex and with the women that I come to love as an adult and some of the patriarchy does carry over that you know you need to unlearn but that's kind of one of the first thing that goes out the window if I'm gonna be in a committed relationship and I like head then she gonna have to be sucking some dick and there's not gonna be any oh she's filthy that's I Mm -hmm. think that's how she sucked my dick oh my god I have this Theory. Okay, so two things. One, I have a brother who is 11 months older than I am. Mm-hmm. Which means that I've spent my entire life in rooms with dudes, being the only woman in the room, the only girl in the room, mm-hmm. listening to them have conversations about women, mm-hmm. relationships, all these things. Right. Dudes are foul as fuck, number one. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah, they are. They are. Dudes in hell of Becomes yeah. such performance, right? It's like such a dick fucking match, right? To like be like, oh, I did this and or I did this better than you did, or right? Mm-hmm. All that shit comes into play. But then there's also these moments of like sheer and complete vulnerability where they they say these things and you could tell they're like, oh shit, I just said that out loud. Where they're my boys gonna like how my boys gonna receive this. Especially at the barbershop. Yeah. There are these moments where that comes out. Yep. I've spent a quite a bit of time from the time I was since since the time my brother has had friends up until last month. Right? With all dudes. With in rooms being almost invisible because I've learned to fade into the background. Because when they know you're there, they're not gonna be as forthcoming, right? So I've perfected the art of just being in the background. Just Mm -hmm. Smoking the weed and drinking the drinks and mm-hmm. shutting the fuck up and listening. And that is not uncommon. 
right? This and I think it's one of the things that allows men to have the jump off, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It makes it very easy to have a girlfriend when you're in a committed relationship, when you have this idea, when you live with this idea that, you know, I don't want my girlfriend to be the sucker of head. She's yeah. not a dick sucker. And just mm-hmm. lend yourself to be in a hole. But but that but that thought over there, mm-hmm. that hole mm-hmm. over there, yeah. she can suck my dick all day, every day, but she's not my girlfriend. Well, you know, it's interesting. This, I, That's I, I, like I, that I lie. Oh, go ahead. That, yeah. Yeah. I ain't fucking. She just sucked my dick. Mm-hmm. That one. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I, I spend a lot of time thinking about this, right? Especially because I'm often the that hole over there that's gonna give you stupid head, but you got a girl, right? And I think there. Remember the, the TV show um, Eve Eve show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was there were some episodes where remember she was um, her and her friends were like in Miami or something, and they did the girl was gone wild, mm-hmm. and JT's parents came to town, and they. Um, and they came in at right at the moment that the, him and his boy saw Eve with her titties out, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever, right? And so then when she comes, she's like all excited. Now they're in love, like whatever. And she's all excited to meet his parents and his mother's like appalled, right? And she's like, you cannot be with her. And then uh, JT's dad says, son, they're girls you marry and they're girls you play with, right? And yeah. this is the girl you play yeah. with. And they break up because of this. And then they spend the subsequent episodes with JT miserable because really he's in love with Eve. Mm-hmm. Really Eve mm-hmm. does it for him, right? But he's caught up in this idea that he can't have her. He, he, he can't have her yep. because she's too naughty. Even though everything that she comes with, the naughtiness and all, is actually what that bodies the person right? that right? he really yeah. wants to be And then this yep. is the problem, though. This is the problem because guys get those girls and the girls are told the same thing. If you suck his dick, he's not going to marry you. Right. If you're this kind of girl. And so then she spends her life in a relationship hella unhappy and unsatisfied because she's trying to play this role when deep down inside she wants to get the shit fucked out of her, right? Mm -hmm. Like, but she's not going to allow herself to not be the prissy one and he's he does he's attached to this idea so both of them are unhappy and he's out cheating like that's crazy instead of them being able to bring come into the relationship with a true stupid it is and i'm like fucks us up and you want your dick stuff that's the crazy thing it would be different if you didn't want your dick stuff Mm because the crazy part about that belief that belief goes with a lot of other patriarchy concerning women's bodies that we carry to a, into adulthood mm-hmm. at our times. The truth of the matter is, there's nothing more. At, I go out into the world as a black man, and anti-blackness is kicking my ass all day. Mm-hmm. Along with just the grind mm-hmm. of capitalism and all that mm-hmm. shit, trying to pay the rent and all this other shit. And when I get home, if it's been a long week, there's nothing in this world that I want more than to get my dick sucked from a woman whom I love and trust. So getting your dick sucked is is lit, and come to find out, some women actually enjoy doing it. I love it. I mean, it's a fun thing. I love it. It's fucking great. That's a win win. I love it. What's to? And I wonder about women who like who who. But they don't because. But this is what I was saying. They because they don't have enough. They haven't let it go. But they don't because think about like I remember the moment I sucked Tony Campbell's dick. Now, mind you, I've been thinking about sucking dick forever because. Uh, Deep Throat was my favorite porno. In the sixth grade, I was picked up to protect the innocent. Uh Okay. Uh, (laughs) I don't care. 
She's my life. She's a name dropper. She don't care. And she name drops people from a thousand years ago. Yeah, I'm 44. This is I sucked his dick when I was 15. Like, if he got a problem where he is in the world, I don't care. Um, but I I was practicing on big six when I was in the sixth grade. Right, I didn't suck his dick until the summer. Um, no, not even the summer. Maybe I wasn't even 15. No, I was 15. It was my sophomore year, fall, because I did it for his birthday. His birthday is November 2nd. So mm-hmm. that was his my Wait, birthday gift. Wait, hella information. Ain't nobody care. <laughs> God <laughs> but, damn. But that's, that's why I sucked his dick. It was like his birthday present. Damn, he was the first dick I ever sucked. And I remember when I was done, I cried because I thought he was going to then think of me different. Right? Oh, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because now you've done this act that is... That I have been wanting to do. But that is... And that I've is done deemed, for him. But it's deemed to be yes. not a thing that yes. a nice girl does. Yes. Yep. And so many girls are taught, like, especially if you have big oh, we're lips. we're so caught up in what it means to be a nice girl and... Especially and if you have big lips, because we were, guys are always like... Those are dicks up You DSL. Dicks up your lips, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? And there's all of this shit attached to the idea of you sucking dick. And you being a hoe. So I don't know that it's really that uh, so many women don't like suck or wouldn't like sucking dick. Or will, or will admit to su- to liking sucking dick. But they, I think a lot of them don't even do it or don't do it well because there's all that shit attached. Because yes. there's a stigma and attached, attached to it. Uh, yeah. When we had King on, he was saying that like all these things, like sex is better when women are not oppressed. Like all these things happen. Guys will be so much more fulfilled in their relationships if they will let women suck dick. Okay. If you would stop calling them bops and hoes and thoughts and all that, and that you you the biggest thought around here, and, and you the biggest hoe around here, run around here calling people hoes. I've learned, and I tell dudes this all the time, especially dudes with that I'm that I'm in relationships with, right? Again, I got a brother. I've been in these rooms since I was four or five years old. It's nothing that you could do that I haven't heard before. Hmm. You, it's hard for you to run game on me because oh, wow. my brother and all of his friends yeah, are hoes. Yeah. From the time I was five. And they tell all they of They've been hoes. And they tell, and all, they tell all their business. Yeah. So I know how to run yeah. the game That's because they have taught me how to run the game. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's really hard. And, and I'm, and I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to tell you. Look, don't try to fuck me over because I'm going to know. Now, guess yeah. what? When I fuck you over, you're not going to know. Cause I'm not dumb enough to put my shit out there in a way that allows me to get caught. Cause I've watched many men get caught, so I know how to not get caught. But yeah. you too stupid. You not gonna you not gonna be bright enough right. to not get caught. Trust me on that, this. That, yeah. Right. That's that's true. And I say that to say that um, dudes have this. They they come with this notion that. They will be able to run game on you mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. That 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 they and and it comes I think from that that thing that we were just talking about, right? This idea that this is what what's the saying? There's a saying, um, you not you marry the hood that she what is it? Marry oh, freaking uh, what? Uh, there's you want a freak in the, the no no there's you're talking about she, she can't tell you can't tell uh, uh, a whole a housewife, housewife. Oh, you know. housewife. You and, and so many dudes believe that shit mm-hmm. right yeah. so many dudes like mm-hmm. live their life by that code right when That's honestly true. what you really want is a hoe what you if you're honest with yourself what you really want. You want a woman who is a hoe 
You want her to be able to nurture you and love you. You want her to be a teacher. You want her to be a friend, your best friend. You want the woman that you can show all of that. ugly to, right? All that shit. And you want her to be smart. Yes, all, all of that. What's well, happening? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like I, it's not, my, <laughs> it, it doesn't. What's the? There's a meme where um it, the the girl what's her uh, Raven Simone is from when she was on Bill Cosby, <laughs> and the meme is like uh, this guy asked me if I could cook because he wants a he, he wants a girlfriend who knows how to cook. And I was like, yeah, I can cook, nigga. Can you build a house? <laughs> I feel like that's hyperbole. Because, I mean... No, well, no, but it's, it's, it is hyperbole. No, I, but it is I get hyperbole, it, though. But, it, but you know, that's what, that's what involves that boils down to. Right? You have these expectations of me and what yeah. I'm supposed to be. Right? How I'm supposed to carry myself. But damn, nigga, what you bringing to the that's table? Right. What you got for me? Can you even build a fucking table? I'm saying. Yeah. Right, like, do you, you know like, what a fucking hammer is? You know what I'm saying? Like, can you fix, nigga? If anything goes wrong up in this motherfucker what around me making right. food exactly. for you, exactly. Do, do if the if the power go out, do what you, you even know do? how to go check the fucking circuit? Do you box? know what a fuse is? Hello. That and those are simple things. Like when you really <laughs> so think that's about a it, basic it, basic shit. It that's is, the basic is. shit. That shit. Kind that, of and when you come in with these expectations, and like if you don't have that, it's a what you want in your woman. Yeah. Right? And so many it's, don't. It's not... But you know, one of the relationships that I respect the most is my brother and uh, sister-in-law's relationship, right? Like, my brother used to run strip clubs. My sister-in-law was a stripper. Like, um, they, they if, in, in terms of two people who know each other, I feel like they really, really, really know the good, bad, and ugly mm-hmm. of each other, right? Like, they have looked at the ugliest parts Um through drama and addiction and craziness and all kinds of things and have been able to say, I love you anyway, right? Um, my brother, there's no, like, I don't think that there was ever a time in his life where he's like, she can't be the love of my life because she was a stripper, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where she actually, Melissa's actually the one, I'm sorry I'm saying her name, but she's actually the one who, like, built shit. Like, if you want something created or she's fixing a car or whatever, she's the one who's actually running that kind of shit. And Jabri will be the one who's in there cleaning the dishes and like doing that, right? Like they're they in their relationship is extremely balanced around roles and who's doing what, but not it's those things aren't necessarily tied to their gender, right? right. And and to be not bound by the gender norms, yes, right? And and to not feel like right. And I have this conversation with my nephew who is Chase's. Don't put his name in there though. My nephew is nineteen. And my nephew oh, is my nephew is uh takes takes a page out of his father's book, right? Because when my brother was nineteen, my brother was a huff, right? Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. was doing all of these things mm-hmm. that hoes do. Mm-hmm. He and all of his friends were in college at down in Atlanta. I'm at Mor- Spelman, He's at Morehouse. I'm talking about these dudes were out there doing all kinds of shit. My nephew has taken that on. Now he's like, you know, he wants to be hyper that he's 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 bought into the 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 the, the myth of hyper masculinity, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to have I and not even I want to have conversations. I have conversations with him about what how how toxic that is going to be for him, right? And and how my desire for him is for him to, to think a little bit more outside the box 
and to be a little more open to to not buying into the myth of what gender roles look like in a relationship. Mm -hmm. But in the 21st century, in a generation with a generation of young people who have all of everything at their fingertips, they are dumb as bricks. (laughs) Absolutely. Calling them dumb as bricks is giving bricks a bad name. For real. And get at my students. And I, I, I'd be like, I, I want to smack them. Um, and that that the people who have put these ideas in place did a really, really good job because they're really, really, really hard to shake. For real, right? And For and real. I don't. They know meditated what it, on it regularly. Like think yeah. about the music that they're listening. To. Literally it's, it's in like meditation. Yep. Yeah. It's it's Vibrations really hard over, to like wow. shake that out and over. I, and I and I'm I'm I'm, I'm I struggle with what is the thing that shakes that out of him because I want better for him and I know he could do better. What I think he needs is, and I think what happens to a lot of guys is that they have female friends that are dope friends that end up like politicizing them, that end yes. up challenging their yes. ideas, 100%. that end up interrupting yeah. a lot of that and, yeah. and really helping them have better relationships. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would have to agree. And so I, I hope that for my nephew that he... Yeah. Get some, tell him go get some homegirls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, his, that's interesting. <laughs> his father told him, you know, you need to go find some girls to study with. And I'm like, well, that's a good thing and a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's not why he told him that. He told him that. So they could do his work? No, so that he could find a girl, right? Uh, How do you find a girl? You find yeah. some girl who likes to study. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you go study with her. And then the next it, thing you know. It's incredibly important as a man right? to have friends. Who, he didn't tell him that in the effort women that you develop a real friendship, mm-hmm. I don't think. Because men don't talk to men. Like it, I think that that's one of the saddest things. Like I feel like there needs to be more masculine podcast, more male podcast. I think the men need to be in. Com- like when y'all playing the game, when you shooting your shit, when you drinking mm. your gentleman's uh, uh, Jack and all of that shit. Like right. have a conversation. Y'all will know that your partner is doing some fucked up shit. Has Jack all of that all shit. All of that. Like have conversations, and men don't do that. And I, and I can tell you, that haven't out. been the girl in the room. Haven't been yep. the girl in the I'm room. Me and you. That I, I wish that I heard more conversations where black men allowed themselves to be vulnerable with yeah. other black I'm, men I'm and actually, didn't always lead with the bravadicio of maleness, but right. allowed themselves to like peel back some of those layers and, and really talk about. Me and my friends are a lot Those like things that. that I'm thankful them. for my friends. And I find myself not being able to gel well with other guys. Like I don't build I don't build new friendships because, you know, somebody that I interact with likes football or battle rap or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's always topics that I know we can be vulnerable about. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? If you know, I meet a brother, we're not gonna be friends if the conversation ain't deep. About certain, you know, just no different from the level of trust that you would have to have with anybody. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I do think that's incredibly important. And you should that idea. If you're like, not talking about real shit. What's the point? What's the of point? The then what is the point? But yeah. that idea yeah. of like he's a man, he'll figure it out. No, he won't. No, nah. humans are socialized nah. beings, and we need to be taught certain well, things. Yep. Wellness checks yep. from the home. Reinforcement, everything. Reinforcement is everything. Yo, the relationship is fucked up because you don't know how to treat her. Right. Because your sex is bad. It's gonna happen. The reinforcement is gonna happen anyway. 
but but, but let's not reinforce bad behavior. Exactly, it's that's what about, we're doing. We're reinforcing yeah, bad behavior. Yeah, because you you endured some some patriarchy. You have you know adjusted some of that. You have to. We gonna trade these ideas. We gonna come up mm-hmm. with some unique shit, and we gonna find new ways to shit on women. It's just, it, that's not that's yeah, not that's healthy. Not cool. like, that's just yeah, not cool. Yeah, like you know, if I look at not just my nephew, but but young men in his of that age, mm-hmm. right? Their use of social media to denigrate women is phenomenal to me. Awful. I, I mean, the, the ways in which they will use social media to like talk about. I mean, it's it's colorism, it's fat phobia, oh, it's it's <laughs> all of these. Even though they know they want a fat girl, all them yeah, you know, in my DMs. Everyone I have them. found out like the, it's, it's crazy. Us, it's usually the skinny dudes. Talk the most shit about fat girls. About, about love fat girls. girls. You're like here, here. You here through the. Yeah. Was, this happened a lot in college. You they love fat girls. Who, who, who and who inbox and all of this. And I'm yeah. like, oh no, you was talking all of this shit. It was all jokes. It's all. Yeah, it's but all lies. It it's all yeah, lies. Okay. Yep. And just be okay with that. Be okay with what you lying. It actually makes sense because they fit. That's why you want to get up in my crevices. I, yeah. It, it all makes sense. And I, I remember having to bust one of the homies out about it. Like, man, just go on and own it. Yeah. We all you know. like that, girl. Let's go. Yeah, it's so nah, good. It's not, just, I mean, you know? It's not, you know, I think, the, but that that becomes attached to the stigmatization of what fat phobia looks like. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So that if, if, the, if the general population says that there's a problem, there, there's, there's something intrinsically wrong with people who are fat. Mm-hmm. Then if I say that no, I, I have an yeah. affinity for that, then, then that's something wrong with me. Right, right. This right. dude told me in high school, after high school, he said, you know, I always was feeling me. He was on MySpace or something, maybe Facebook. And he was trying to get at me. And I was like, mm. he was like, you know, to be honest, I've always, I've always liked you. Like, even when I was in high school. And I was like, you ain't never said nothing. He's like, ah, you know, it wasn't like popular to be with a fat girl. I was like, so I had to live being fat in high school. I had to have the confidence to go through it. But you could like hide and then try to get at me later on. Like, man, please. Yep. And then you want to come at me sideways with it. Okay. That's odd because as as a big dude, it's it's never been. If she didn't want me because I was big, it was only because of my insecurities about being big. It was never about what anybody else thought. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and nine times out of ten, it is. Yeah. It's definitely it's how so you show much up. about yeah. how we internalize the messages that it's other definitely people how you send show. to us. Yeah. Because a smooth guy, I think the right guy can get a woman to do anything. anything. And I definitely yeah. fucked with dudes where I was like, I had absolutely no intention. If I went into this party, he was not one of the ones that I was looking at right. because he came at me and there was the banter and the confidence, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, like, I'm fucking him, and I had no intention yep. of him being one of them guys. Right. Um, okay, so we're going to close out. Um, we do a Fab Five. Venus, you want to tell what the Fab Five is? Fab Five is feelings, fears, fetishes, fantasies. Feelings? <laughs> feelings? Yeah, that was it. That was it. That was it. And we're supposed to talk about those things? So you, you want to choose one. one. So you could choose fears. You could choose fantasies. <laughs> fantasies. <laughs> feelings. Fetishes. Fads. Or fads. And fad meaning trending something. What's popular right now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Wait, say the five again. Fads, fetishes, fears, feelings, fantasies. So you just pick one. Um. Shit. That's hard. You got one? 
Uh, fantasy, I, man, I would say I fantasize about um, probably, and it's something that can be executed in short time, but um, something about public sex mm-hmm. from a complete stranger who happens to be the most gorgeous woman I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the fantasy. Yeah, all, just randomly. I'm just you know like you at, meet her at you know, a cookout. Random public sex with a beautiful person. I'm, I'm just at the county fair, and then like I you know look across. I'm Come over here fair. at the corn dogs, mm-hmm. and the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life is over there by the cotton candy, and I happen to have to go use the bathroom, but she follow me in. Yeah, that that would just so be like, great. I'm laughing because in my yeah. head I'm like, oh, you're you're looking at the corn dogs, but you're really a horn dog. Exactly. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Just That's you know, funny same thing. She see me, I see her, and I'm like, oh, you, yeah, this is a phallic food. You get a the innuendo food. that's going on. <laughs> <laughs> corn dogs and mustard, yeah. yeah. All of that. All of that. <laughs> Public sex has yeah. its place, I gotta tell you. Do you have yours? Uh, I am gonna go with fads. Okay. Because I got questions. What? So, let's say over the course of the past, because I don't want to name no names, so let's say the course of the past four years, three years, we'll say three years, of the sexual encounters that I've had that have been, let's say, a bit random, right? They ain't my dude. They might. Some of them might be somebody's dude. Mm-hmm. But there's this whole thing. Shout around. out to other people's dudes. Somebody else girl. Hashtag dudes. somebody else girl. OPP, other people's penis. Um, <laughs> OPP. The, the idea of, well, not even the idea. What is the whole manscaping thing about? Dudes who are shaving their genitalia. You don't like manscaping? No, that shit burns me. No really? Pain. Not only does it burn I me, mean, it literally burns me because I get hair burns. Right, I'm like, <laughs> I got like my face like I'm giving head. Are you serious? Got, you've got you shaved your penal area, and I'm huh. giving you head, and now that shit is growing back and it's scraping up my beautiful that shit hurt. soft face. That's interesting. And I'm walking away with that like shit hurt. Scrapey, fucking Let me tell you something. That shit and hurt. Number, let me finish. Oh, no. And number two, <laughs> number two, I'm like, how do you decide how low to make it go, right? Uh-huh. And at least one dude was almost completely bare, like, like childlike bare. Uh-huh. Porno fresh. And and that is yeah. disturbing to me. I don't want to feel like I'm sucking the dick of a nine-year-old. Who wants to do that? That's just not fun not or a, cool. No. So, and, and, and when you're doing it, are you looking in the mirror? Are you like, damn, I'm about to shave my dick too? I feel like, like they do that shit to make it look longer. I, I don't understand valid. it. And it's valid. so scary. <laughs> so that's and a valid then, point. And okay. then, wait, and then, let me, and then I'm going to finish. Great, okay, great, great. so then I was getting with a dude. And he's like, um, get ready or be shaved and ready because I eat pussy. And I'm like, hmm. hmm. First of all, I have no desire to pluck my pussy hair out by the root in order to I make did. it more comfortable for you. That's not how I'm rolling, right? Yeah. If you're going to eat my pussy, you're going to eat my pussy because you'd like to eat pussy. No, It has trend. nothing to do with the forest that's growing around it. Right. 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 Right, because you don't know how to get to it. Um, so I shave, but I'm gonna make sure. Oh, I, I, I shave. I did no. I don't shave. I I. Um, I'm gonna make a, sure my shit is trim. I did waxing one time, and I did not like it. It was painful. 
Let me tell you. And Kyrie, she yeah, has gray hair. And I fuck with young dudes. And so my... I do too, and so do I. But my nope. 55-year-old pussy, young boys don't be complaining about no gray hair on that pussy. No guy has ever complained. It's okay. not them. It's not... Be clear that that is not their hang-up at all. Oh, right? it's yours. It's mine. Oh. And, and I... And I'm not about to be fucking no dude with no gray hair. Just period, right? So, as it's very rare for me to... One, I like shaving now. And there was a point in my life when I didn't. I was more like you. Now, do you wax or shave? I shave. But I want to start waxing. But the problem is, I fuck too often. So, I really need, like, uh, that period, that week of my period. And then into some days, so my hair is long enough so I can wax. But I end up usually having sex too soon. And I have red hair, so I don't ever get a chance. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get my rhythm together. That said, I actually love manscaping. Like I like no, not my thing. I shave that shit. I want them. I want it to smell like heaven when I go down there. Like I, it can still I like, smell like heaven. I like Just wash your that, ass. I agree, but I like all that pretty. I wash like, your ass. All I maybe I'm just old school. I'm like, nah, I'm, that I shit have, is disturbing to was, me in some ways. I think I was just bored one night. Shaving? Yeah. So you don't shave? Um, if she, like if she likes it, if she likes it, I, 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 I will. Yeah, shave all that. It takes a while because this is an incredibly tedious and careful process. I like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I trim mine. Yeah, I'm nah, like, I, 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 and it's not easy to shave fat. I have gone down I'm to not, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm Only good. problem is, like, like, yeah, she has to like it because on the grow back, that itching, that shit, I can't just be in public just scratching. Yeah, That's the other reason I don't do it is because you start scratching and shit. And that is also the, the, the ingrown hairs that, that, that happens. Back That's like a, years ago, I was dating this dude. Yeah, I couldn't. And, and when he started. Manscaping, I was like, "Oh, you fucking somebody else." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if she likes it's the it, the only other not, thing I can think is that you're fucking somebody else, I, right? I don't, it, it can go either way in terms of just personal life and whether or not I want to be shaved. But if she likes it, I'll do it. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's no, a bit of a hassle. Not. Ooh, they be in a throwback itch. I, I wonder about the. Okay. So that's the fad that I. That was my fad, is manscaping yeah, and right. why or why not. And uh, Well, if, no for Lisa, but yes for Kyrie. <laughs> I appreciate all of right. the tightness. And I, I think if I, I, I'm, like I'm grown, like, no. so if I mean to pussy, I mean to pussy. That's just it. I will say, though, um, if she has a particular grade of hair, um, I'm going to work around what I got to work around. But By the way, it just makes it easier. Yeah, I mean, if, if it depends on what level of pleasure you want. Do you want to be comfortable enough to not have to shave? Or get waxed. If that's the case, sure. I, you know, I'll do what I got to do to get the job done. But you know, if I got to stop for a second and unwrap some four C from around my uvula, then some four C. I then uh, I shit. I, it's going. We go. I'm like, <laughs> that shit and keep it moving. Then, yeah, I'm. It's it, it's a process. Like Whatever you want. If I'm sucking dick and yeah. I get like, have you ever sucked dick and like later on you got them hairs and random hairs in in your throat? Mm-mm. I got Indian in my family, so. Uh, <laughs> terrible. Terrible. Them Indian hairs is the one that be getting caught in your throat. That's fun. Yeah, like a fucking cat. <laughs> well, this was fun. That was yours. Um, Mine feelings. I'm feeling. What you want to do? Which one you want to do? I mean, you did feelings last time. You should oh, did I? Um... 
Unless you really feel it away. I guess I could do fetish, and maybe this is kind of fetishy. I really want a dude. I'm like I'm tired of the week break from sex because of my period. So I really want a member of my team that just lo- that loves to run red lights. Like I need one solid guy that I can fuck. That's good sex too. Yeah. Yes, it is. I need That's one solid guy sex. that I can have sex with when I'm on my period. Period so, sex is worth it. If y'all hear me, there's an opening in my team. I need, <laughs> I'm looking for a member who likes to run red lights. Who trying to red shirt on the team? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's a, and that's Go a behind the red curtain. Oh, shit. It is. It is. Six men. Six men. Get off the bench. Oh, red shirt freshman <laughs> is hilarious. Oh, God. All right. That was funny. Now, Venus, you can have feelings. I you know I want feelings and I don't want whatever else. Because that's why you didn't want me to do feelings ago. Venus. True. That's facts. What's the other one? Fears. Fears. You did fears last time, so. I didn't do fears last oh. time. Who did fears? I think you did me do fears. No. I okay, go. Go, go. I'm I did, sorry. I did fantasy. Beautiful. Go. Remember, I wanted some. I wanted people to worship me in my body. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why they, they're going to make an altar. You're going to have a human altar. Go. Exactly. exactly. I like it. Yeah. So, actually, I wanted to go with fears. You've just been doing feelings a lot lately. Beautiful, go. They're all feelings. You're not going to rush me. <laughs> like what you're not gonna do like I haven't even really been talking much so when I speak you're not gonna try to shut a bitch down like I throw my whole shoe at you calm down sis damn we will not be throwing okay. no shoes up here today I'm gonna keep my shoe on my shoes on anyways so I think my fear right now is just not feeling connected enough to have sex Mm. I haven't had sex since August. So, for me, it's like, okay. It's like, yeah, I could go fuck and I could do it, but then I'm not, I'm just not in the space. Like, yeah, I'm horny. Yeah, I want to fuck. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I masturbate. Yeah, I be ha- having all these feelings, but then I'm also struggling with just wanting to share myself with just anybody that doesn't turn me off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Like, it's yep. just, it's, I haven't, I just haven't been connecting. And Kairishi is like, fuck that. You'll figure it out. All you got to do is get it started, right? Find the right nigga or just find somebody, right? And for me, it's not, I feel like just where I am mentally because I'm in my Saturn. Um, I don't know. I just feel like I need to be connected more. And that's what is there Mercury in the Gatorade? That's okay. I think so. Uh-huh. Maybe is there right Mercury reason. in the Gatorade? I think, yeah, it's yeah, retrograde. It right just now. started. But you know, some of it is. It's not even that I don't understand what you're saying. Because like, like I said the other day, that my sex life is like really low. Like it's it's shifting right now, right? But I got a, I got a, a franchise player that I don't give a fuck. He is going to maintenance me, and so it's like it's like that. My thing for you is always find that person who could just be that person. That you don't necessarily need no extra connection with, so that physically you're getting a massage several times a month. That's I it. mean, I guess it's not even just that though, because like, yeah, I'm not actively looking for a nigga right now, but I'm also, it's not like I'm denying anybody either. You want to cry? I think it's okay to like just be with you for sometimes, you know, just sit and, and get to know you and be with you. You don't have to be fucking all the time. But that's if you want it. The thing is, for over a year, she's been like, I want, I want, I want, but then not. That's why I give you the advice. If you was like, this is where I'm at, 
and I'm chilling and it's good. Well, that's where I, well, it's been a balance of both, right? Because I'm kind of stuck in the middle. So, yeah, I digress. Well, it has been a wonderful, wonderful time. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Keith, tell people how they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at the Keith Brown. I'm noticing y'all think you need two E's to go with the. But it's pronounced. It's spelled T H E. It's fine. T H E K E E F Brown. Yes, I do teach English, so it's something. Okay, we're going to talk about the queef. About queefing? It's. I mean, it's. I understand women to be, you know, sometimes embarrassed about it. But you know, it's just a little bit of air get in. You know, at some point, and then that air got to get pushed out mid-stroke, and it might not be so comfortable. But it's either hilarious or at some for some reason patriarchy is such that it feel like we beat the pussy up, I, which I, whatever value. I hate that, that term. Is. I yeah, cannot it's, it's stand ridiculous. that term. It's ridiculous. Don't, beat the, pussy the, up. don't beat the pussy up. No, just please the pussy. Make that's, love that's, to yeah, the pussy. I'm, don't I'm beat that. it up. My shit. Be nice to the pussy. Unless you want to beat up, and then, in which case, uh, you know. I was doing a threesome with this guy and uh, with this woman, and me and her were um, older, significantly older than him. And they were, he was fucking her. And she was like, oh, you keep doing it. Like, I told you, stop fucking me like a 20-year-old. <laughs> when I, we started fucking, I said, hey, fuck me like a 20-year-old. Yeah, whatever she talking about. What does that mean, fuck me like a 20-year-old? She was saying he was, like, too, too rough and too, like, energetic. And I was like, lay some pipe. I'm not here to play these games. I'm not saying don't fuck me. No, I got you. But just being funny. you ain't got to beat the pussy up. Um, okay, I'm sorry. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so, the poet Keith Brown. Oh, no. The Keith Brown. And Instagram, Twitter. Uh, just Keith, Keith Brown. Brown on Facebook. You know. Ain't uh, poet in there yeah. somewhere? I, well, no. It used to be. Poet at some Keith point. Brown. Yeah, it used to. I think it was Go Poet Keith Brown. Uh, it's probably was well, a while ago. It's a long time ago. But just the Keith Brown. Or the Keith Brown, if you're not prone to English language art skills. Um, <laughs> I have a project that is out by the time you hear this. Um, something to say, Volume One, uh, a, a, a spoken word audio experience, and real nigga quotes, Volume One, uh, literary <laughs> audio experience. Audio so, experience. Oh, nice. Yeah, hit, me, like on, my hit brother. me on the gram, and it'll be you know what I'm saying. Link will be in my bio. Y'all be verbally masturbating. All of that shit. Same birthday. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Lisa, tell people how they can find you. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at random Lisa SF. Um, you can find me also at OVOSSSS on Instagram and Twitter. And that is for Our Voices, Our Stories, San Francisco, which is a literary experience that features women writers of color. Kairishi did it back in October. It is a fun time. We feature four women writers of color, one of whom has a book out right then and there. And three others who are emerging women writers, and we have them read from their work, and then I sit down and have a conversation, a wide-ranging conversation with the woman who has a published book out at that time. And you can catch me on April twenty-fourth um, with uh, a, interviewing the author of a book called "A People's History of Heaven." Um, check out the website. Um, our voices, our stories, sf.com for ticketing information and again on IG at OVOSSF dot OVOSSF and link in bio for tickets and for website. 
That's what's up. And you are? Hyphy, holistic healer, H-Y-P-H-Y-H-O-L-S-T-I-C-H-E-A-L-E-R on Instagram, Hyphy Healer on Twitter. And I'm Kai, my love, K-H-Y-M-Y-L-O-V-E, and we are officially out this piece. Mm. Bye!